What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 52 of High Top Flip Flops. It is Krish, as always. And once again, we're going to hit you with a super short intro just because we have a nice long episode for you. On this episode, we were very fortunate enough to sit down with two of the lovely members of a Toronto-based band called Jaunt. Uh, we got to sit down with the guitarist, Pat O'Brien, and the drummer, Duncan Hood. Other members of the band include Thomas Helliwell, Nick Nosbaum, and Dan Reardon. These boys make uh, some super dreamy music uh, and stuff that both Navek and I have been listening to since they dropped their first EP called Chat uh, almost two years ago. Um, earlier this year, they released a second EP titled Q. Um, with a really great single titled Faster Interactions, which also has a music video worth checking out. Go check out these boys' music on every streaming platform, wherever you go listen to music. Just search Jaunt, J-A-U-N-T. This episode was really fun. We chatted all about their upbringings, some crazy jobs they worked, uh, the music that they're listening to, and some of the intentions behind both the chat and QEP. So hope you enjoy this one. This is episode 52 with Jaunt. What's going on, everyone? This is episode 52 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, it is Krish, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. The Thomas Hemingway, a.k.a. Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, a.k.a. Little Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little, a.k.a. Mr. Date Your Girl With You. And as always, I'm here with Navek. Hey, it's Navek, a.k.a. Navek, a.k.a. Two Cock Shipper, a.k.a. Please DM my manager at NavekGetTheBag at gmail.com. Please do not ever talk to me in public or on the DMs of my Instagram. A.K. Low Couch. A.K. Mr. Rump to your girl. Say hello, then run away. And we got some great guests here today. Today we have Pat and Duncan, two members of the wonderful band, Jaunt. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're great. How are you guys? Doing real good. Man, we're doing okay. Today's been, uh, today's been a long one. I'm just chasing the bag all day today. <laughs> I mean... You got to. Me too. Gotta likewise. Uh, if I had a another nickel. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> mm. If I had a nickel, yeah, for Wake real. Wake up, look at my email, see how many bags there are to get. That's it. Only bags. No new messages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Zero. You you've been search saying, for the bag continues. You've been saying I've you've been, been saying in my bag lot. about the bag, so I'm oh. happy you guys are saying this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a bag. We're on the same terms. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, cool. About the music, about you guys, um, about, you know, this 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 world that we're in uh but we want to start specifically with the two of you uh to share one your hometown and two the moment that you can think of that made you think i have to leave this place i gotta go Ooh, you can go first because you didn't leave <laughs> yeah fair enough. okay fair well enough. i left for a bit i don't know okay, okay so i'm from Etobicoke. okay so just west of here I don't know if you consider that Toronto. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think that counts. Like, that's no. pretty close. <laughs> yeah. As in yeah, like, yeah, no. I mean, I hear all sorts of things, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, as in, like, you know when people say they're from, like, uh, Orangeville or, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know that racist town past yeah. Orangeville? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably. Sure, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one, yeah. yeah. It starts with a C. I don't remember. I just mm. heard that if I <laughs> drive up there, people throw bleach balloons at me. So oh, my gosh. Too. Jeez. Oh, sure. man, dark times. Yeah, yeah, dark times. Well, yeah, no, it's okay. You know, if it's on the subway line. Yep, I agree. I think more that's or less a, in the city. If, if you have a TTC bus running through your city, it's yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. So I'm from there. Um, born and raised. Um, lived there my whole life. And I left for university uh, to go to Montreal. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so I went to McGill for, like, I, I finished their degree there. Um, and, yeah, so that was the first time I left the city, but I'm trying to think of when when I knew. I Okay, I think I wanted to, the thing is, I was playing a lot of music um, in high school, and I wanted to continue playing music, and I felt sort of pressure from my parents to go to school. Right. Um, which I think was a good thing to do, anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wanted to leave Toronto because I was sort of bored of it. But I also wanted to go to a city where there'd be a music scene. Yeah. So I decided Montreal, like in Canada, because there's nowhere else really in, in Canada that's got like a comparable music scene to like Toronto. For sure. For I sure. mean. Other than um, Peterborough. And like <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes a couple other hot spots. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, I think like a, as in... Uh, in where like you still likely kind of get this like city atmosphere as well right in terms exactly. of like solid. yeah exactly like i i just i love the like the feeling of the city so mm-hmm. i didn't want to go to like a like a university town right right yeah, yeah. i just like i wanted to stay stay busy active in the city and that kind of shit yeah and yeah try, and try to like play in bands and try to play with people right just where there's a scene so yeah amazing i don't know when that moment was but I know that was like my rationale for Your leaving. Main motivator. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. How about you, Pat? Well, I chose to stay in the university town that I was born and raised oh, shit. in. Okay. Oh. A sharp contrast to this adventurous man over <laughs> here. Um, Hamilton, born and raised. Got a lot of love for Hamilton. The hammer, baby. Mm-hmm. Technically, Ancaster, but I mean, that's not a distinction I like to make. <laughs> you know, we're all amalgamated under Hamilton, so. That's right. That's where I go with that. Hey, while we're on the topic of Hamilton, shout out to our uh, our pals from the Crowleys who've also been on the yes, show. Yes, which us. are you know the, the start good of this boys. relationship. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly, exactly. Great guys, the sweetest guys, the best, the good time. Oh, boys always have the big, like they all have the biggest smiles on their face <laughs> every time you see them. It <laughs> yep. just makes you smile. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then just light by up proxy, we do as well. That's brilliant, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lived there my whole life. Uh, went to university there at McMaster. Moved out of my parents' house, though, so I had just enough life experience to yeah. play in a band, do some twisted things, you know, <laughs> learn a lot, like, uh, figure it all out, and then realize pretty swiftly that you can only do that so often in Hamilton yeah. <laughs> before it's a lot of the same thing. Yeah. And I say that with so much love for the place, right. but I was also dating a girl, uh, for several years in Toronto. (laughs) So, you know, I was like, I was dabbling in all the typical Toronto tropes, going to black market on weekends, like exploring vintage fashion. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Doing a lot of twisted stuff, as I was saying. (laughs) And then uh, moved here, like, basically the second I was done university. Wow, okay. And then here we are. Yeah. And no, do you feel like this... Talking about the plateau that you felt that like you hit in Hamilton, mm-hmm. have either of you felt that since? Be- well, for you, Duncan being back, or you now being permanently moved here, do you feel like a plateau has been hit? Do you feel like there is still a kind of growth, or is still this excitement, or kind of like a lure to things being new at all? Yeah, like um, for me, so I moved when I came back from Montreal. I moved back into my parents' place in mm-hmm. Tokyo, and. It was so far from everything, everywhere I wanted to be, right. uh, which was like around here, just where people were playing music and hanging out, where a lot of my friends were. So I moved to this neighborhood. Like I live up the street from here, like near Pat's place, and 
I found it really uh, like invigorating just to be in like a new neighborhood um, that I'd, I'd only like passed through growing up. Right. Never like hung out here. I'd go to like Long McQuaid maybe. Yeah. To, like look at like drums and L&M, shit. L&M, baby. The yeah, best L&M. Spot, yeah, I can't spot. go wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would like come down here, but I never really um, experienced the neighborhood all that much. And so being here, it felt like a new city. Yeah. And also I'd been like being out of the social scene in Toronto for four years was very interesting because I came back. I'm sure we can, we'll talk about this at some point maybe, but when I joined the band, yeah, like I got sort of like thrown into this, like Pat's like twisted, like <laughs> social scene. I love how twisted and is like the word that's used to describe. Please, <laughs> please define twisted. We're just going to leave that open-ended. You know, there's no definition of that. It's okay. what you want it to be. Okay. Okay. That's fair. We're also about mystique here. That's right. another word mm. you're going to hear a lot. Twisted okay. and mystique. Okay. Because twisted, twisted in uh, in Scarborough just means drinking in a parking lot. Yeah. So I need to know. It's not that far off from that. I'm okay. going okay. to be honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It was mm. like select is drinking anywhere outdoors. Right. Okay. Legally, though. Yeah. Legally. That's exactly. a key word. On patios. Yeah. On patios. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. When I came back to Toronto, it was, it was cool because... There's a whole different community uh, that I wasn't exposed to in high school. Right. And so, yeah, long story short, like, it was nice to come back to the city and, like, I felt reinvigorated with, like, the scene, all the music that was happening, all, like, the, the nightlife and shit. And, yeah. all, like, the people, like, Pat, I had, I had never met. But we had, like, some mutual friends, which was funny. Like, it's, 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 a, it's sort of a small world. Um, and what, uh, if we're to do a little bit of backtracking on the two of you guys here, if you can remember... What was your first introduction to music? What is like one of the first memories you have of hearing music in your household or in the presence of your parents or relatives or whoever? What was that first experience for you? Can you remember? Okay, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize what shaped my musical upbringing and mm. it's like a very few select things for my dad because I actually still to this day don't really know what my mom listens to music-wise. Right. I don't think I've ever heard her physically listening to music on her own. Right. Um... She claims to like Elton John, um, like ABBA. You, you know, have no proof. A lot of the great stuff <laughs> of the 70s, but I've never seen her listen to ABBA. Does right. she have records? No, she doesn't have any records. Um, she has an iPod that my sister updates for her, and there's like yeah. for a good period of like probably seven years where the only music on it was like 30 songs from 2008. <laughs> and she, it was like That's her good running, year. it was her running iPod, and she would only Ooh. run to these same songs for like at least six years flow rider and then eventually my mom was like can you put some other songs on here (laughs) the year 2012 rolls around yeah no it's actually (laughs) was later than that it was literally like last year oh my gosh i think we just got her spotify and things have really changed yeah 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 yeah, um so that's my mom um i love her though great woman of course (laughs) um my dad though yeah he also has a really i've come to realize very diverse music taste but not necessarily all for the better. Um, he really loves the Beatles. That's his favorite band. So, right. like any, you know, kind of... Who doesn't like kind of Yeah, like you got to shout Beatles. out the Beatles, you know? Yeah. Shouts out the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. most of them are dead. So how, yeah, that's how good the thing. It's really like, be. they clearly didn't have longevity down, <laughs> like, but... You got to live a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, you got to get your life bag on if you're going to be... That's like, right, yeah, the life bag. A timeless band. Yeah, be immortal. Also, John Lennon, I would have dodged the bullet. Fat, yeah, <laughs> just saying. Also, John Lennon, not a great guy. He's but a pretty <laughs> whack guy, yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney, 
Beatles? Okay, so whatever. I'm I'm not that big a Beatles fan, but <laughs> long story short, John Lennon deserved it. <laughs> is that what you're? Uh, I'm not like that twisted. Okay. <laughs> no, it's I don't know. For me, the Beatles were just uh, they were there, right? Um, and the Beach Boys, you know, some right real on. like just stock, which the Beach Boys have kept. Yep. We still like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I mean. Uh, but he also listened to like Gregorian chant music and like Whoa. really I know like stuff that I look at like the tapes like I'll look at his like tape collection downstairs and it's like truly crazy stuff that I'm like this is like the stuff that like you see at Value Village and it's like who was the person that listened to this and it's my dad 100% he's that guy like the craziest stuff yeah. it's like the the Boston Tabernacle Choir wow mixed in with like the Beatles Rush no rush, really? no rush. That's really? thing he was. No he liked like Tom Waits, and then like told me he at one point in time went to a Burning Spear concert, which is like reggae, and I was shocked <laughs> to hear that. But either way, yeah, he's a eclectic man. Yeah, fair enough. But I watched a lot of much music, okay. and that was like super foundational. I feel like right, right, right. I was a big uh, music video kid. Man, I remember uh, when "River Below" by Billy Talent oh, debuted. Oh man, yeah, big, I remember the video. big tune. Yeah. That was grade seven for me, and that was like yeah. the classic rock years. I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. that was like a wow. I've never been into anything this heavy. Well, it's and Canadian. It was like yeah, cool, and it's yeah. like the guy had huge hair. That he still continues to have, yep. like to have. Yep. Shouts out Ian Desaw. Ian Desaw, that's right. <laughs> Um, I'm even thinking. I remember Isn't he from like Brampton or something. They're all from like Mississauga. They're all from True. West End, I think. Um, respect. Yeah, respect. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, a Jada Kiss video being. Oh, I remember yeah. three videos. There's a Jada Kiss video, Jesus Walks by Kanye, and iconic, then, and then River Below. I remember just those videos playing on repeat. Isn't uh, River Below the suicide prevention video? I think that's Try Honesty. Oh, there's, yeah, there's they had some good there in their video bag. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. They were mm. very much in their video bag. Uh, it's funny you mentioned three music videos though. Yeah. yeah. Only because I feel like from the same period of time when you're like young enough just to like process music videos, right. you don't even really like like music that much. You just know the music videos and yeah. the song that accompanies it, and you like yeah. it, and you like wait around, hopefully that it's gonna come it on. Comes on. Yeah. I remember. This is an embarrassing one, but mm-hmm. Californication by the Red oh, Chili Peppers. Oh, that was so Because it's like a music, it's like an, a, video, a game. video game. Right. Yeah. So exactly I just so. watched that as a kid and was like, wow, this is fire. I want this game. Like, too bad. I don't have a yeah. PS2. <laughs> and then it took it's me years to find out. It's a fucked up life in California, yeah, too. It's not a good game. It's not even that good a song, but like, it took me years oh, to I, find that's that That's debatable one. for sure. <laughs> and then D'Angelo. Which yeah, uh, yes. we've talked about this before. Uh, we both, I think we both had some like awakening. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like you what you're like ten, mm-hmm. yeah, or like literally eleven, like too young to be seeing like a writhing like naked sweaty torso that's and right. like a really good song, right. but also like the, that's all you can remember. Yeah. Talking, talking untitled here, and yeah. you're watching it, and it's just like, oh, I, am I allowed to be watching this? <laughs> like, is like, this, this what is, this is on? Is. Like at <laughs> You know, the time I'm usually watching my Sum 41 music videos, right. so this yeah. can't be that twisted. But <laughs> no, but it's, it's one of those things I was, I think it's I... It's never left my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, but it's like one of those things, it's like you're watching, um, you're watching much music, and then when you like hear someone like walking, like who's going to come <laughs> in the room, you immediately go to like last channel and it's like YTV, YTV or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I don't think I should be watching this. You're and that just, was a great yeah. thing. YTV was... I don't know, in Hamilton, only one channel away from uh, oh, much music. That's so great. you just boop, plunk it on down. And, <laughs> plunk it on down. And I've been watching Spongebob for hours, Mom. What are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about? Yeah. 
You know, one time uh, when I was a kid, I saw a music video of Jadakiss wearing a paper towel bandana. <laughs> and uh, I had to call my mom and like, yo, am I allowed to watch this right now? Is this, I don't think I should be allowed to. This paper is too much for me. Like, this is, I remember... Con- Cameron with a hat that's barely on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like almost floating yeah. on. <laughs> that's, I don't think we take in paper towel bandana. He went to his yeah, bounty yeah, and just pulled it off. And was like, I got to tie this yeah, on Yeah, but the rest quick. of the kit was like... Twenty thousand dollars. That's so right. That's, that's right. That's when you can pull that off. You had yeah. enough chains to cover all of our student debt yeah. combined. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about you, Duncan? What are some of your earliest memories of music? Uh, okay. So, um, earliest memories. Um, I think a lot of so a lot of my family lives in my my relatives live in Ottawa. Okay. So we'd drive up around, you know, like holidays and shit. Right. Um. So we'd listen to a lot of music, and my dad would usually curate that. Um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Shouts out to my dad. Right. Um, and it was a lot of like James Taylor. Shoot. And like Steely Dan and like Led Zeppelin. Okay. Those were like my earliest. Earliest memories. Exposures, yeah. Pretty wholesome. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Yeah. I would agree. But, uh, Led Zeppelin makes me a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wake up. Yeah. But yeah, I, like there was this like James Taylor greatest hits that you just listen to like nonstop. It's wow. crazy. It's a little much. But yeah. but because of that, for better or for worse, I'm a J- big JT fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually saw him at the Molson Amphitheater and I was like, I'm the youngest person wow. here by like forty years. Damn. Um wait, did you get anything from Julia, your sister? Oh yeah, actually, yeah, that that's good. Um she Yeah, so my sister, who's a couple years older than me, she um she was big into John Mayer. Right, John Mayer. She was like, it was like peak, Continuum. like it was the perfect, like she was like in her, like she was a tween. Right. It was like, no, no, OC this is, this is, no, no, this is, this is before <laughs> Continuum, man. Like Room for Squares shit. Right. You know, my sister too, actually. Yeah. It's, I Almost identical. Room for Squares was like yeah. peak for her. And then Continuum was obviously like primo. That was and marketed yeah. for the masses. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, for yeah, the yeah. people. John Mayer is for the people. Yeah. Like, and then. Up, got Pino Palladino, Steve Jordan on that. Right. He seems this guy's a musical <laughs> He's got Wikipedia. That's all I know. <laughs> That's it. Ask me anything else and I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's John Mayer. Um, a lot of Backstreet Boys. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Sync, all that. Yeah, I just like listen to whatever she was listening to. Of course. A lot of that. Yeah. Um, Britney Spears, you know. Yeah. Older Classic. siblings, they play a role. They play a role O-Town. for sure. Shouts out to O-Town. O-Town. Yeah, okay. iconic. Yeah, making the Liquid band. Liquid Rain? Isn't no, Liquid Dreams. Liquid Dreams. Oh, yeah, either way. Guess what that's about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk about Ice that cream anymore. Or something. Shout out to O-Town. Yeah. <laughs> so we fast forward a little bit. You guys have some of your own individual musical journeys. Um, and then we reach a point where, yeah, was it university that you guys kind of started to uh, started to play more music or maybe think more about uh, like pursuing music? Is it around then? Was it prior to? I mean, I feel like for a lot of people engaged in music, high school is when like you enter like your first band and like it might be like the worst thing ever. It could also yeah. be like a super memorable experience. Um, but when was that? When was that for, for the two of you? Was it high school? Was it more in university that you, the thoughts of, of really playing music kind of came together? I think we all played music in high school from what I know of everyone. I don't know if Nick, was Nick in bands in high school? Yeah. yeah Nick was sure. definitely doing musical things. Everyone was doing yeah. bands in some capacity. I hear Duncan, I never... Here, Duncan was in a pretty hot high school band. Oh man! And I'm hearing this like through the grapevine years later. Like everyone else is like, "Oh, 
I'm not going to say the band name because I'm going to let Duncan tell it's the story. It's embarrassing. But, well, maybe we won't go there then, but Duncan was in a really... No, Duncan, you don't have to incriminate yourself. Duncan was in a really sick high school band Shit. that you should just do a little bit of deep digging and find out. Do you know I'll, I'll leave that for the heads, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's that what I'm saying. We're not going to say the band name, but Duncan was in a really But let's cool just say it's all downhill band. from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that applies to all of us. I wasn't in a very cool high school right. band, but it was definitely formative. And, like, you got to yes. have those very years. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, I think Tom feels the same, except the high school band that Tom was in, I actually happened to really like. Yeah, is it, was that Viva Mars? Yeah, Viva Mars. And great like, band, yeah. They are a great band. And I'll... I yeah, check that shit out. I'm like, how are these guys making this kind of music and they're like 10 years old? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I I actually met Tom through girlfriends. Okay. My, my ex-girlfriend and his still current girlfriend. Okay. Um, and yeah, that was like a really weird sort of like circumstance. But the thing that brought us together was the fact that he was in a band. Right. I wasn't living in, he was living in Toronto, but was from Oshawa. Shout right. out to Oshawa. Durham region, baby. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to shout out. Yeah, we, so it's okay. <laughs> I just, I sort of wanted to throw it in there once yeah, deep that's into okay. the interview. I mean, that's like, that's <laughs> our, that's our region, yeah. but right. that's okay. We, There's a reason why Tom's not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, anyway, yeah, long story short, uh, I checked out his band and his band was really good. Yeah. So my kind of mediocre band and his band played some shows together. Right. Just enough to know that I liked the guy, and right. then we started working on music, and then that was like pretty much the tail end of university. Right. Uh, and then I moved here, and we sort of all congregated and started the the John experience. The John experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what was that like uh, coming together? Because I, Duncan, you kind of mentioned that you know there were some like mutual friends, or there were people that you yeah. two kind of knew each other. But yeah, generally speaking, how was it that you guys kind of congregated in that sense? Okay, so maybe you, because I'm not the first, like, like maybe figure out how Dan joined, right? Because it was, okay, so it was you and Tom at first, right? I'm just going to go out and say it. Duncan was recruited. Oh. Never even met this. You said it. You you heard it here. Dang. You heard it here first. This is the boy. Exclusive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, wow. Okay, you saw it saw it after, man. That is that's well, pretty cool. Well, okay, I don't know so about I that. <laughs> I mean, that's a little much. It was just like it was like like sort of like serendipitous a bit. Right, right, right. So Tom and I had been we were living together and we were just it was we I had just moved to Toronto. We were living in Leslieville. No shouts out to Leslieville. <laughs> Why is that? I work in that area. I don't mm. want people coming over there. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> no addresses, no addresses. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it safe. Um but no, they, long story short, uh, we just like lived together and we're just working on music really casually. Um, so casual. <laughs> well, no, it was casual because at first there there was really no band. It was more just something to do. And like we got together when we had free time. And then I booked us a show kind of like an idiot because I was like, I think we're ready to be a band at this point. We have like at least four songs. Right. Ba- look. That's like 15 minutes worth of music <laughs> yeah. for us. But um, yeah, so long story short, I put us into a, a position where we had to get a band. And that's where Dan came into the picture. He was already playing in a band that I liked in he's, the area. He's a seasoned vet. Seasoned vet, he's a, yeah, he's the mature man in the band. Right. Age-wise. Mm. Yeah. Character-wise. No. <laughs> Eternal youth, I that guy. You. I yeah. love you. Eternal youth. <laughs> um, yeah, that sums it up well. But yeah, long story short, he uh, 
joined the band sort of around that time when we needed that, and he was playing keys, which was like a new role for him, and I think he's embraced it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we went through an array of bassists and drummers, all people were still on great terms with. It's hard to lock down that rhythm section, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. And then we Always. we eventually headhunted Sweet Dunk <laughs> out of here. Amazing. From was that actually a headhunt? <laughs> it was It was like a... Connecting the dots, headhunt. I think it was it. like find him. I think I somehow knew that you were Make it potentially happen. moving back to Toronto. That's so weird. I know. I don't know what kind You're of creepy uh, man. Yeah, it's all I told out. you I was twisted at this. I'm time. out. I'm out. This is weird. That's what twisted does. You twisted. knew this, but um, long story short, our well, I've been saying that a lot. Our bass <laughs> player at the time, I guess, played a show with his other yeah. band with Duncan. Right, this is where you can take over. So yeah, I was playing a show in Montreal. Um, I was still there. Um, at KGB, it's on Saint Laurent. Nice little spot. Um, was playing my own stuff, cause so I was playing in a band. Yeah, this sort of this sort of ties everything together nicely, I guess. So, um, I was a friend of mine from high school. Was living with a guy who happened to be Nick. Okay. Who's who's now our he's he's in the band. Right. Um, and uh. We had met, we were both playing music, and we were both from Toronto. We didn't know each other in Toronto, though. Um, and he said he had a band that he'd been playing with for a while that's, like, very, like, I guess it's sort of, like, Frank Zappa kind of shit or something. Okay. <laughs> just, like, very ex- just experimental yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was just, I, I really wanted to be playing more. And so I, I joined that band, and it's that kind of genre that i wasn't really uh like used to so that right. was like a learning experience for sure and it was fun but i was playing in that band with nick and so nick and i knew each other from there and and through a friend and then i i was playing my own music because i wanted to do my own stuff that was a little less like frank zappy yeah <laughs> um and uh and um yeah so i was playing the show anyway and then um yeah uh, I think it was the Effins. Was it the Effins that were also playing it? Yep. Yeah. So the Effins were playing, and um, the the former uh, Jake, the former bassist um, in Jaunt, was playing with the Effins that night. And we were just talking after, and he's like, "Yeah, there's this band in Toronto that I'm playing playing in. We're looking for a drummer. Blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Oh, that's crazy. I'm coming back to Toronto." Right. So I don't know if that was all a setup. That's pretty weird. <laughs> it was a setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. back on it all, I'm. I'm it was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, then, uh, so yeah, Jake sent me um, some demos. And, you, you know, you're, and like, so I, I checked them out and I wasn't really sure. But then I checked out the songs and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Uh, I really fuck with this. And it was a lot of like demos that were sort of like proto chat. Right. Like, so our first EP. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this actually feels really fresh. And this is actually something I could get into it. and like the songwriting was like super interesting i'd Amazing. never heard anything like it yeah so i was like yeah sure and then i came back to toronto and bob's your uncle you know bob's your uncle knock me down and call me susan hey <laughs> here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout so out bob shout out susan so so that's that and then yeah then i grabbed nick right yeah and i'm like now it's a loving family yeah, yeah. Here we are. I think oh, I love Duncan and Nick more than I love myself. 
And that's true love. Yeah. That's yeah. true love. That's right. That's, that's real shit. That's selfless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's You're selfless, man. <laughs> selfless love. I can't um, get over how selfless you are. <laughs> Super selfless. It's so selfless. selfless bag. I have no love for You're, myself. Whoa, we're in a selfless bag. <laughs> selfless. I like this bag. That's a scary the bag, bag that gives back. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. And kind of along along the way of, you know, jaunt kind of coming together or even in your own musical endeavors, what uh, what were your uh, familial support? What was that like for you guys? Um, how or how has that been kind of over time? You know, has there been like a lot of support? Have people kind of or your family? I think with every passing day, my parents are getting more used to it. That's good. Same with mine. Yeah, they're like they're like sort of like. I think at first they're pretty like skeptical, understandably so. I'm right. still skeptical sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's as you as you you know as you always can be. You know, in the sort of like pursuing this kind of thing that's right it's always good to check yourself with it totally but um yeah like i think at at first you know they they're at the end of the day they're just looking out for me right so they're just they're just trying to make sure i'm gonna be able to take care of myself fair enough the most important thing yeah so absolutely so yeah um they they've always been supportive it's never been a negative conversation or anything of course i i think they've definitely tried to like sometimes push me and like oh well do you want to check this out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. do you want to be an astronaut kind of <laughs> yeah. um and i'm like no we know a guy you know <laughs> yeah. yeah hey doug have you met her we know someone at linkedin He's yeah astronaut <laughs> duncan i know Na- i know some people at nasa <laughs> yeah i know some folks you know, like I, I can i can yeah. i can make some calls yeah. uh but yeah so yeah they've always been supportive and they're getting more and more used to it and they see that i'm happy doing it so yeah that's it yeah, yeah. brilliant and same for you, Pat. That's great. I really appreciate it. Love yeah, I mean, my my mom worries more about like little things like a haircut than <laughs> like she's like, oh, I like you more when you have short hair. So it's like if I That's do things, moms, if though. I do, if I get my haircut a little shorter and I'm still in a band, it you know eases things up a little bit. Oh, okay. But um, also it's yeah. I think once we actually put out some music that was just mildly well received enough yeah, that I had like well you know two sources to show her that like it's not just me who likes this, right? Um, that was like enough validation for her. And then when I say her, I mean my mom, my dad's never really had any noted qualms, but mm. I'm happy. My parents seem to not hate what I'm doing. So yeah. it feels okay. Yeah. And, uh, shouts out to my employers who keep me alive. Yeah. Hey, yes. Because, that's a big, you know, that's a big it's, one. Uh, one day, hopefully Thank th- you. it'll be the music thing, but yeah, right now it's, uh, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. That's actually one of the questions we had for you. Yeah, we're gonna. We're wondering uh, what were some of the worst jobs you had oh, when you were I first launching, John. Yeah, I mean, even you know, you don't have to roast your current <laughs> employers, but you know, along the way, you know, obviously, sometimes odd jobs, you know, are, are ones that you have to take on. I've got so many. Like, go, hey, Duncan, hey, if you want to think, it. I'll just like, I'll definitely, hey, I'll roll with this. All also, right, we'll, uh, we'll say that we'll just preface by saying this: when we speak about our employers, current or past, sometimes we just like change the first letter up, you know. So you know. Hey, I mean, I got nothing but love for my current employers. That's These great. are you work enough bad jobs, and hopefully you yeah. come into one or two good jobs, and then mm. you've worked so many bad jobs that you really stick by those good jobs. Oh yeah, coworkers and management is everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, all right. It all starts with caddying. Okay. That's a bad job. <laughs> caddying, yeah. That's like that's like before you're legally allowed to work type job. Like right. you're in like grade six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grade yeah. seven, like waking up like standing in like some outdoor, like half heated, like cold shed. That's and it's like raining. It's like seven AM and like you're just waiting to be 
potentially called up. That's right. That's the thing. It's like you're you're not even guaranteed to get work. You might just sit there for three hours in the cold shed, not even get the hot dog that you get when you're actually working. And then they like for sitting outside for three hours as a 15 year. No, not even 15. Sorry. I'm like 12. Um, It's on the road for not even for not even like just doing anything they they give you like a measly like $15 because you didn't get called out today and they're like all right it's 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. get out of here like <laughs> scurry home yeah like the kids have been called out for the day right and wow. sometimes you get the bag and the bag is literally as opposed to $15 like $25 for like 6 hours of work and you get what they call the caddy special oh my at God. at at the half, which is like a really fire hot dog. Though wow. to be honest, in my life I've never had a better hot dog. But wow. like that's whatever you know. That's in retrospect, that's not enough payment. Yeah, that's and that's not, not for payment. everyone. That's not an inclusive meal. The hot know? dog was a ruse, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> that it's was like, like a forty so cent hot dog. That it's they one of those things though that you only come to realize all these things in retrospect. That's right. That's right. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, I'm like, well, I'm working and I'm 12. Like, I can't get a job anywhere else. Like, who else is in their money bag at 12? You, you got to stick like, it to the man sometimes. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm like, I'm advanced at this point. Like, yeah, man. You're like, no one else is getting a bag at this point. Yeah, well, at least not right. anyone I knew. Like, yeah. I, maybe I wasn't that advanced, but... When you told either way, me that. it was illegal. So I was about to say this whole time. I'm like, maybe you were the only one. You want to shout out that? You know what? Though or? I then did go on to work there a couple years later in a slightly elevated position. <laughs> it uh, was called grounds crew. And okay, that was okay. like when I was of legal age to work. So Good. I mean, like it 14. wasn't for naught, but <laughs> yeah. it anyway. My God. I also worked at a Cadbury factory. Whoa, um, which was only twelve hour shifts. So 7 a.m. to 7 at night Damn. or 7 at night, 7 in the morning, which is like, you know, lots of people do that grind. And I really respect people who can consistently do that. But, oh, my God, Grueling. I it was not for me. I Grueling. did that two summers and oh I don't God. think I've ever been more uh, depressed in my entire life. Yeah, for real. It's dark. No sunlight. Yeah, it's, it's really dark. There's no windows, literally. And it's like they got you in some crazy, like, white hazmat looking suit twisted with like yeah it was twisted and it's so hot in there and you're just doing the saddest labor with yeah. some truly sad people some sad people yeah, yeah but my you know gotta stay alive commodified so. labor right? here we are yeah yeah we're sticking to it god damn but here we are now yeah hopefully, with, yeah, so hopefully with jobs and those are the worst of it you know that's right were there yeah. ever were there ever any any kind of i mean nothing that you? crazy i mean i can't i can't one up that i should have gone first actually no it's right. okay <laughs> Everyone has their own personal. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You're right, man. Thank you. Um, My trauma is no more than yours. That's right. <laughs> I think, okay, just like, okay, yeah, I, I had a summer job. I didn't last long. Um, I wasn't made, like, I, I, I just, like, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not fun. But, um, I was just digging holes pretty much for <laughs> Yo, Okay, all right. <laughs> I was okay. My shit was job was. Say, I want to ask you guys this question too, because I feel like this is good banter. I didn't, you know, I thought I could relate, but I can't relate to this. But continue. <laughs> this guy's on his Shia LaBeouf shit. I you were like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that is so wild. That's all you're just digging holes. Okay. Jesus Christ. So yeah, there's this woman who was like trying to get me to find this treasure, and I just <laughs> had to keep. No, okay. So I was working for a pool company. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, well, yeah, of course yeah. it makes sense. 
once I say that. <laughs> you say holes like multiple small holes. It was literally like, holes. Like, what though. are you doing? Like, this is one massive hole you're looking trying to make. Fun. Looking yeah. for the sweet onions, you know, that have been buried underground. Okay, so you're digging for yeah, pools. Yeah, so yeah, gotcha. um, I didn't. I didn't stay there for too long, but that was a pretty shitty job. Yeah, that's because I I had to get out like the main office. It was so weird. The main office was out in. It was in Brampton. I was in Etobicoke, but I had oh, to right. get my I had to get out to Brampton for like six a.m. and then get assigned to a crew, oh, and then right. we drive back across Toronto somewhere to wherever you needed to, to dig. wherever the pool is getting right. dug, and then you just dig, damn, like all day, and then. You get back in the truck. You drive out to Brampton. It's like eight at night, yeah, oh my and God. you have to get home. And then you start again in the morning. Jeez, it, was, it was just uh, so. I yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't do it for too long. Yeah. But that that wasn't fun. My God. But I it. Do you know what? It really made me like appreciate good jobs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At, like just any job, but that really. Yeah. For I'm so that, that that was good. Times are so desperate that now I hear about that job and I'm like, that doesn't sound so awful, you know? Like I could do that now. Me it's and just, eight other dudes. You recruited me when I was 15. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. I had the body of a 13 year old. <laughs> I was underdeveloped and young and spry. Yeah, <laughs> incapable of doing the labor that you asked of me. Yeah, just feeding you a single hot. Unless dog, you were man. really developed for your age, that was me at grounds crew. <laughs> I learned pretty quickly. I don't love using a lawnmower at six in the morning mowing right. like expensive grass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's about it. For yeah. Me there. Yeah. yeah how about you, Nivek? What was uh, what was like ground zero for you in terms of like worst jobs? You know what? Like I had it easy compared to them. I yeah. I could beat were... them, but not. <laughs> right. Like, I was uh, handing out flyers for this restaurant called Taiwanon. Okay. Ooh, and flyer life is tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the hardest thing was I threw, like, a flyer at this guy's backyard, and this buff dude came out that weighed, like, 400 pounds, but he's, like, deezed. <laughs> Not, like, in weight. And he was, like, why would you get this uh, bitch-ass flyer and take it back? I'm, like, no way. I'm just going to run. I don't care. <laughs> Keep the flyer. This flyer means flyer. nothing to me. This is free. Yeah, exactly. this is... You get this I'm enjoyment. You get this regardless of whether or not you care. Yeah, I don't... Mango I don't chicken and rice is $3. Just, like... It's a steal. It's a steal. I'm Celebrate. Doing, I'm trying to deal you. your way, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> And then uh, I get a call to do uh, a gig at Ends Clothing. Oh wow! It's same thing. It's like it's like ten hours, but it's just folding clothes and shit. Like that's pretty yeah, easy yeah, shit. Yeah. You know? Damn. Easy. I still can't fold no. my clothes properly. So <laughs> I wish I had like a. Well, can you do that fold that like? Or you just like you know what I'm talking about? There's this like you have a shirt and you pinch you in like a like couple spots. Pinch one thing and then it's like a perfect box. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do, but yeah. not at all. You know why? Because. <laughs> Ends clothing, um, the quality of their clothing is like uh, worth the uh, ass. <laughs> it is not. Uh, shirts were like five, if you were to six dollars. So. Pull it, rip the clothing in half. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how cheap yeah. it is. Yeah. Cheap it is. It's, like the, it's like the paper towel bandana. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really bring, it, bring it back to that. Yeah. Shout out to Ends. Really yeah. brittle. Ends, which is down here somewhere. Really? Somewhere is it down E-N-D-Z? here. ENDZ. Yes. Uh, I know. Uh, that's familiar. amazing. It's definitely gone. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it, if it ever got that bad for me. Like, I willingly went tree planting a couple couple summers in, oh, in British Columbia. So that got hard. But again, I was, like, actively aware of what I was doing and what I was kind of taking on. Um, I heard there's, like, a real, like, camaraderie with that. There like, is. I know some people oh, that have done like that. It seems like a weird, like, transcendent experience yeah, that it, everyone I know seems to 
always go back to doing. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, it, it can it can be like that, right? You're you're out in like mm-hmm. land sometimes by yourself. There's like no one else around you. Um, things can like get really like on one hand, it's very good for solitude to just like be yeah. in your own space and kind of challenge yourself in that sense. Sometimes it gets like very dark for people. Like I know someone who like uh, who like wrote uh, eulogies for like like all of his best friends or like not eulogy, sorry, but like essentially like letters that like he wanted to send to them in his like passing. Um, but like, you know, he's still alive and he's still anticipating his passing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like, or it was just like, he just like so deep in his like thoughts, so deep in his his own thoughts. Exactly. So sometimes it can get to that point. Um, camaraderie of course is there, you know, you're just like off grid, like four or five days a week. Uh, with you know fifty whatever people, you um, live for Friday. That's yeah, not here. It's yeah. Like Fridays are like exactly crazy. Um, and like I guess it's always skewed because it's like you work four days and then you get one day off. So like mm. s- the way that it works is like some days your day off is like a Sunday and you all roll into mm. town and like it's a ghost town because everything's closed. Yeah, where like some days, yeah, your night your day off is a Friday and it's like it's boom and it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, the camaraderie is definitely there. I think what kind of uh, I removed myself from it was. There was a bit of toxicity in terms of the way that like people approach the job, which was like very competition based. When it's like, okay, I mean, compete with yourself because you get paid for how much, yeah. however much you plant, and exactly. you want to make money. Um, and on top of that, there's like this masochism, right? It's just like, oh, like you like bruise yourself or you got hurt or you're sick, like you're a wimp for like taking a day off or like going slow mm-hmm. or something. And it's like, okay, guys, like. No one is trying to die out here, right? We're yeah, also yeah. doing a good thing in planting trees yeah, here. Like, exactly. Let's keep me alive in the process. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, when you True. think of, like, all of those things, it's, like, um, it is very much this, like, mob mentality of, like, everyone taking that on. And, um, yeah, I, I think... I didn't realize there was a competitive underworld yeah, to tree planting. Yeah, because, I mean, I was very lucky that these things were never explicit, but some camps, it's, like, every day after you plant, you and all the other 50 people, there's, like, one member on management who collects all the numbers from their crew and, like, boom, posts it on, like, a bulletin board. And it's just, like, here are the numbers for the day. It's inadvertently a competition. Exactly. So, like, every day, people are just, like, looking at these numbers and it's just, like, so toxic, right? Especially for for newcomers who are, like, struggling a bit. The learning curve is very, like, exponential. You struggle and then there's, like, a breaking point and you figure it out. In your hands <laughs> develop in like the next the year yeah like second third year you actually start making like money tons of money yeah. yeah and that was it for me i did it for two years and the second year was like far more lucrative because the learning curve is out the way and you can kind of get going mm-hmm. but like yeah you know like people's mental well-being your physical well-being too like yeah. you know so a lot of people like train and like do like act like they go to the gym and stuff prior to the job um and then you have people like me who didn't do that um and like yeah like you do feel like aches in your knees or whatever it is like it you know not all of us have the luxury of like being able to prepare and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So crazy. that did get tough. But again, very rewarding experience. Any bears or anything? Yeah, man. Cra- one crazy bear story. We were in this like this like V-shaped valley. And uh, I was like planting coming on this like downslope. And my crew boss named Scott, he just comes like walking into my land, just like swinging around a shovel and just like every once in a while just like hitting it off something. And Scott was like a very like relaxed person. He was never like... He never got angry at things, nor did it look like he was, like, very upset. He was just, like, every once in a while when he could, like, hit something, he would just, like, hit it. Mm. And I, like, had, like, a had like a speaker playing, so I kind of turned it on. I'm like, hey, Scott, what's going on? He's like, hey, nothing, man. Uh, do you want to just go join Courtney, like, in the piece and over? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, he's like, he's like, yeah, like, uh, at that time, he was like, oh, yeah, like, chat. Like trying to make noise. Yeah, he was just like, Chad is, Chad is going to, like, come and sweep into this piece. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so then I, like, leave the piece, and, like, I help Courtney on, like, the other side of the hill, and, like, 
the other side of this v-shape so now i'm like elevated and i turn and look and i see that like behind me was like this like 400 pound like bear cub yeah. quote unquote cub this thing was wow. massive wow. um and then later i found out that this thing was like bears don't like stock that's like more of like a cougar mountain lion thing yeah. fun fact but <laughs> this like bear was just like very curious and just kind of like slowly creeping Check up on me out. like oh who's yeah. this who's this guy in like a bright red shirt um, and that was like very surreal. I mean, Scott and eventually someone else or like two or three others kind of came because protocol is, is like, if you see a bear cub, uh, like a mama bear is like around the corner. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And that's, and that's when like, that's when it gets intense. Yeah. Gets intense yeah. So that was like very surreal. Just like, wow, here's this giant yeah. baby. And this you know? is, the, this is wow. the smaller one. Yeah. And this is the smaller one. Exactly. Wow. So that is crazy. A couple, couple, yeah, surreal moments like that. But wow. um, yeah, what a, what a time that was. What a time. Um, okay. Shouts out to employment, though. Shout out, yeah. shouts out to employment. Shouts out to getting uh, the baby bags. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and shouts work. out to existence, staying alive. That's you know? right. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly. I maybe not actually employment. It. Mostly just like <laughs> trying to make it to the it. next day. That's right. Mm. For real. For real. Waking up, making your bed, and doing it all over again. Absolutely. <laughs> so here we are now. Uh, earlier this year, you guys released your second project, Q. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, your kind of introduction or introductory body of work was called Chat. Um, and this is where I first got to know you guys. Uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but I learned about these boys through uh, a show that they played in Peterborough with their good friends, the Crowleys. Um, I still remember that show. Yeah. Yeah, well, we all think very highly of that show. It was a it really good show. It might actually be one of my like, that was one of fondest my shows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, man, that, yeah, that yeah, makes you feel really good, that's like, real. That was a really, we genuinely, I think that was one of the first like, with that lineup, we were truly like, all right, this feels good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the energy was awesome. Super like good energy. Was like, it was just great. Yeah. Um, we were so lucky. and Was it at the Pig's Ear? It was at the Pig's Ear, which is now closed down. That I know. Bar was, I heard that. That bar is open for 150 years, like That's no joke. So as, real. as old as the, the country, quote unquote, yeah. We're happy to be part of its history. Yeah, for real. It was a pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty wild place. And uh, yeah, those yeah. Uh, the boys from the Crowleys were nice enough to have me kind of play some music in between. Um, and that's where I guess when I first when I was first told that uh, yeah we're gonna be playing with this with this man called Jaunt is when I first kind of listened to this project uh, chat and was very blown away by like the the airiness and yeah as what you kind of mentioned as well Duncan this like very new sound um, yeah it just sounded like the demos I heard out like just sounded super fresh yeah yeah like, I couldn't quite place it too which is cool exactly exactly um, something that's very memorable for me and for a lot of people that I talked to as well. Um, is uh, your use of that Alicia Keys sample from uh, Fallen, which I think is like amazing, and I definitely want to talk about it as well. Um, but yeah, I really do want to talk about what, uh, at least like in this idea of it being this kind of like uh, over the phone love story. That's like how I kind of think of it in my head. Like, how did that idea form for you guys? Or did that come while songwriting, or just kind of in retrospect after having all these songs made? Um, I think it was definitely more in retrospect. I feel like. On a personal level, I I think my role in our creative process is more of a curator than necessarily a songwriter. Yeah, it's more like I'll just I have a lot of opinions on things right. and I'm okay with being pretty vocal about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's for damn sure. So no, I know, <laughs> but I mean that in a way Shouts where. Shouts out to Pat O'Brien. <laughs> um, Twisted Pat. Yeah, over Twisted here, Pat. That's my. My singles That's coming next week. That's your AKA right there. Yeah, there you go. Pat O'Brien, AKA week, Twisted Pat. Twisted P. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't think that that was initially the like outright theme of the record. It was mostly just both Tom and I. Tom is probably one of the 
I love that man to death, but mm. likes to limit his communication as much as possible. Right. Really like likes to keep himself at a distance from technology and That's like people sure. on that <laughs> level. But I there's something about that to be said in a, in an era where like we're so saturated with that stuff, right. and I feel like we were both kind of feeling a certain. I engage a little more than him, but I definitely uh, take on social media and you know phones with a yeah, distance yeah, yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah, and I think that we were both just kind of feeling some level of tension with that. Right, and um, the song "Gentle Reminder" was actually the very first song we wrote wow, okay. for that project, and the name gentle reminder kind of comes from like an ode to you remind me, which there's a little pass of you, you remind me by usher in that song. Yeah, Huge. So that kind of got the, like once we were thinking of gentle reminder and like what a reminder is to people and like the context of sort of like, you know, the modern world and Mm. like communication, I think that just kind of like established where we could take a theme after we were working on, we always had the song, Why Don't You Call Me, yep. the first songs uh, that Tom had ever shown me as like a demo. Okay. And it was one of the like, we had tried to make a bunch of music before that and never really like attempted to redo that song. And it just felt like it made sense in, in the context of Gentle Reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, I think, were like the first two songs that we were kind of like, oh, there actually is a weird like inadvertent theme in communication between these just with the words Gentle Reminder and like, why don't you call me? Mm-hmm. And uh, Hello was kind of around at the same time, and it was just kind of, it didn't have a song name, but it seemed like we could sort of direct these songs into yep. that sort of, uh, I guess, state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, the rest of the songs were, that's how a lot of our projects work, are, like, fill in the blanks from there. We right. don't necessarily have a, like an outright plan at the beginning. I know what I don't want from things more so than what I necessarily do want right away. And I feel like we figure that out as we go. Yeah. And I think that applies to everyone. It's a really like open-ended collaborative process. Of course. Yeah. Um, But at this point in time, yeah, it was just like we, from there just filled in the blanks, like, okay, then is another version of hello. Right. You know, and from there it was just more jazz. We're now we're, we're just trying to make an album. Yeah, of and course. And then it ends up being a concept thing, but it wasn't this explicit like yeah idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we think about it on that level. That's fair. You know, I think what the kind of beautiful thing about it is uh, when others, or maybe even what we've done today, which is like reflect on it after it's all kind of coming together, is you can look at it as like this this very kind of like grandiose idea. You know, we, I mean. And um, no, we like, I like that. Yeah, I, exactly. it, Don't get me wrong, there is an undertone to it in the visuals and everything. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. more explicitly than anything we've done on Q. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't something that we were like, we're trying to make a political statement <laughs> on the state of communication, <laughs> you know? Uh, That's really funny. It wasn't necessarily thought out like that. Right, right. Um, it's funny that you say that, because one of the questions I wanted to ask you, which is, I guess, uh, more maybe not super serious, but yeah, a bit introspective is, uh, you know, technology very much at this current state in time plays like a very uh, big part in how we are like intimate with one another. Uh, I'm curious to know how you guys feel about uh, its role in the way that we do communicate with one another, the way that we more specifically are intimate with one another. And if you think that it hinders or if it aids or if it is, if it just is, and you know, there's nothing that we can kind of do about it at this point. Yeah, no, it's it's like that's like the I feel like that's the question of like our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without because we're we're like in a in a very 
Um, we're in like a transitional moment. And mm-hmm. I think for us, we're sort of in a particular position where we've been exposed to like the the pre-social media world yes. and the post-social media world. So we're, we have an awareness of like what it was. I sound like... This is this, this sounds like an old man like complaining. No, not at all. No, I mean, but we're all sixteen. That's yeah, right. so. <laughs> yeah. FYI, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're young. Yeah. We're with it. So excited to go to university. <laughs> yeah. um, Can't wait to get my G two. Yeah. No, but it's uh, it's. I think I I sound like I I feel like I talk about this a lot, but I well, guess because okay. it's on my mind. But um, like you know going to as a kid you'd like knock on your friend's door to see if they're home or you'd like call their house phone you'd yeah. like know it you would have that number in your head hi could i speak to jason please yeah oh, sorry jason's not home okay days. well if you could let him know that me and uh, pat yeah. are getting pizza at super point at uh, 7 p.m <laughs> if, if he's able to join us we would love for him to come i felt like i was in like a beautiful mind because i could <laughs> remember all these phone numbers <laughs> no in a way oh, that like that no it's crazy because like no, I say that in a way more where it's like, John Forbes Nash, I'm a big fan. I really, I read the book. I, I like that movie on a level. So that's what I'm going at Shut with this. Shut up, Do you remember your friend's phone numbers at all now? I remember, I remember a bunch zero. of them. I remember a bunch of them. I remember zero. Really? And okay. Where back in the day, I had like a sheet of paper that mm. had all my Ooh, friend's man. phone numbers on them. On the like, on like a cork board or something. Right, right, right. In your room. And it's like... All right, I'm gonna just call pull today? up my database of there's fucking Kevin and like, <laughs> but the thing is, you call those friends so much that you can like remember those numbers without mm-hmm. the visual cue. That's right. Those days are gone for me. Wow. I could like remember at least eight of my friends' numbers, which is like, if you asked me to do that now, it'd take me two weeks of studying to do that. <laughs> so yeah, 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 to get them down. I don't think I could do that. Damn. Oh, that's all I'm trying to say is like my ability to pull up those numbers is very a beautiful mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like in the old days, you got to knock on your boy's door. You got to be like, hey, Miss uh, Johnson, can Derek come out and smoke his backwood real quick? <laughs> yeah. But now Absolutely. you got to be all like texting, hey, can you hit this wood? You trying to roll <laughs> up? Question mark, question mark. I got to do all that texting. Yeah. I know. And then you see that he's read it. Mm. Oh, the worst. Goes an hour without answering <laughs> it. God. Disgusting. Just, yeah. Real tension. Yeah, that's, that is disgusting. Yeah, for real. But yeah, so it, it is one of those things that like, um, I think, and like, you know, like I've got a, I've got a nephew Mm-hmm. He's like three years old and he's just like, it's interesting to see like my family around him and like how he interacts with uh, like new shit. Like he's like watching videos of himself and, and like, like filters of his face with like, you know, like a dog, dog face. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, that's from like day dot. That's like what he's been exposed to. So it's, right. it's just going to be interesting to see, like, I'm sure he won't have that, that same um, sort of, uh, transitional like conflict yeah because he's just part of that new generation yeah so um where am i getting with this i guess i guess i'm i'm what i'm getting at is like it's uh it's something i think about a lot and it's like something i think we all we all like grapple with in terms of like how to best live a life yeah that's right i think we all kind of hate our phones a little bit yeah and i think because like i i I know it does yeah because they're it's a necessary component of like just how you got to navigate life now. That's right. And you just got to, you either roll with it or, or you'll get left behind. Yeah, for real. But I still want to connect with my friends in like a physical way. That's right. That's like, we're actually just like hanging out and having Being. conversations. So yeah, it's like, it's like, 
you know, it, it's it, the the more time that passes, getting used to it and shit. Of course, I'm sure it'll just be like, it'll be cool. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's um, it's strange times. Yeah, we very much yeah. have found ourselves right in the as you said this pinnacle of like a mm-hmm. very large transition taking place. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think I I feel like people identified with it because it was a pretty universal sentiment. Yeah. At some point, like everyone has definitely felt this. Like, why why do I care so much about this? object that yep. i just turn on and you know do things swipe like. through yeah, 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 well, yeah. I, I think it's brought a lot of like um it's like facilitating a lot of um self like reflection like looking at yourself yep and your personal curation mm-hmm. it, to a point that i think was never like it's just that's just a new that's going to be a new societal norm yeah that we're going to be these these beings with a lot of yeah, like curation with a lot of um, just navigating how we're being perceived by others and that's sort of freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it, it creates like a little more homogeneity or something. Yeah, on some black mirror shit. Yeah, it's no, like, it's straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just looking at it in a, in a dark way because there's a lot of positive with it too. Like there's people that I've been able to like... Connect with, yeah. Connect with and like I've met tons of friends through it and like hung out with people and it's amazing and it's so there's a lot of positives to it. But there's yeah there's there's with every positive there's like negative shit so yeah no it's kidding. just navigating that of course yeah um, yeah kind of Im- important to reflect on that because you know uh, when there are like a group of people I would argue all of us in this room where we very much understand that you know it is important to to d- quote unquote disconnect um, we do know lots of people who are, have very much immersed themselves completely you know and mm. there are a lot of things that you might see or you can reflect on and be like hey this is like unhealthy or unattractive uh you know to the way that you want to kind of live your life um yeah because we have experienced uh the value in doing things interpersonal or doing things like irl right uh, yeah. and um it does kind of become tricky to to make sure that you're you're making the best of of both situations because as you said well of life in real time that's, that's the right thing. it's like <laughs> if you're constantly living behind the phone and like taping things you're not actually enjoying that's right things in real time exactly and i mean there's a time and a place for both mm-hmm. that's my two mm-hmm. cents i feel like it's just navigating that that line and like coming into an understanding of where you as a person can thrive in that because i mean some people really like like life behind you know a phone and like that's part of their like passion and i get yeah. that i can understand that and if you're getting the bag doing that that's yeah. pretty sweet that's exactly but at the same time i yeah it's it's a it's a fine line. It really is. And mind you, this is like the same conversation people were having when like the phone was invented. <laughs> That's and right. People were like, what the fuck? Like now I can, now we're calling people. We're not actually like seeing them in person. So That's it's right. like, like we're just I don't at this. send a carrier pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, we're like, you know, we're just at a transitional moment and like, this isn't, this is like, this isn't a new sort of thing. Yep. Exactly. But we're just experiencing it. Experiencing so. it differently. Yeah. With, uh, with, the the chat EP, um, something that both of us very much uh, reflect on or kind of admire was a lot of the uh, promotional material, whether it be through like your your artwork or even the music videos that kind of accompany a lot of the songs. Um, all of it, as you mentioned, very thematic. All of it kind of followed uh, the same colors, this like pink that we see quite a bit. And I was curious to know who were uh, some of the people, if there were any, who kind of played a part in helping you guys Maybe figure that out or execute it, you know, kind of get these videos together and, and a lot of that promo going. Okay, well, the pink thing started from 
just as we were working on demos for the songs, and right. like really not even it wasn't even necessarily an album at this point. It was more just the songs had like a certain like light hearted kind of like comfortable, very dreamy. Yeah, yeah, like they felt good. They Soft. put me in a good mood. Soft, yeah. yeah, and like uh, for some reason, the I just Google searched uh, like p- like pink fabric or pink blanket or something, mm. something along those lines. I was looking for like a really soft fabric, like a, like a macro photography kind of thing. Oh shit! Okay, I found this really like perforated picture of like this like really like hyper detailed pink fabric, and just threw it on our like SoundCloud demos that we were just tossing around internally behind the scenes yeah. to like listen to the new Get mixes. Some feelers, yeah. yeah. And it felt good. Like it looked good online and it wasn't our photo, but <laughs> we then went to, we just basically after a while decided like once the project was actually done, that it felt like it made sense with the image yeah, or with the music. And, uh, Dan spent a really long time, like trying to like recreate something along the lines of the totally different, like piece of fabric and mm. like, Dan's our really, photo man. Yeah, he's the guy who like makes my very or our very loose ended concepts right. actually end up being something that's like plausible. Yeah, super stellar. Um which is nice because it starts as more of a concept just that like I I want this to be all pink or this should be like several shades of blue. Right. And that's such an open-ended thing that you could really go anywhere with it and I the guy really gets it and like it's a really nice collaborative process there. Uh, but for the video stuff, that's for the most part for all the chat stuff. Apart from why don't you call me? That was um, our really good friend Max Parr, mm-hmm. who also did our faster interactions video. That's right. Uh, we really like working with the guy. It's nice working with your friends. Yeah, and that's yeah, something yeah. we really value, I think, in the project. A whole crew of people too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goes without saying. Um, it's pretty much been friends like. Now that I think about it, it's been like a pretty intimate group for both of our projects. Kate was, um, our friend Kate Wolf O'Brien was in the... Blunt Chunks, as people might know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the Hello video, and that was like more of a friendship thing and not a super musical relationship at that point. And then it, from there though, blossomed into being a musical relationship where... I think we she all sang all over Q. That's right. We all saw her at the Burdock, like a bunch of us. She was playing a show at the Burdock, a solo set, and we were all like fucked up after. <laughs> yeah. No, we were we were all like, "Did you cry too?" Yeah. <laughs> I, no, oh, no, I, I'm not even joking. Like I was like, <laughs> "I'm not crying." There was a lot crying? of silence. It was she, yeah, no, 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 but I mean, she had it was more everyone. like, "I hope you're crying too, man," because I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. was. Uh, she like that. Uh, yeah, that performance was like. Crazy. Really I remember that really that really hit me. Amazing. Either Shouts way, shouts out to was, Blunt Chunks. Yeah, it's wow. been a very collaborative process. I think we like to keep it as in-house as we can. Right. Um and then surround ourselves with people who we feel comfortable or with and can have a good rapport with in the making of things because as I said, I think we're all pretty opinionated. So and, yeah, lots of opinions, but and these these people we work with are all like just super creative in their own way. Yeah. And, like, the cool thing about working with someone like Max, who, like, pretty much spearheaded the in- that entire Hello video, mm-hmm. um, he's just such a creative mind, and he's got his own flavor. He's got his own style. If you check out his stuff, Max Parr, um, he's just, he's got this taste that's so him, and I've known the guy since high school, mm. so we went to high school together. Okay. And he's always had this sort of, 
quirky, quirky look to his stuff, and it's completely his. And he's just like super fun to work with, and he's super engaged, and he's bouncing off the walls, and he's hilarious. So shouts out to Max. Amazing. And yeah, it's nice to have someone who their brain exists pretty much like solely in the film world, right. but is yes. also a fan of music fan of and music. likes your music. So for me, I, I have a, just a very casual appreciation of film and I don't know any of the dynamics of any of that yeah. stuff. And I could never mm. like understand really writing a script or anything in that way. And he's like, that's how his brain works. And it's nice to have someone who can take on their creative approach to your music. That's right. You being slightly removed from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yet still having a friendship being the glue that allows you to like it at the end. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Um, and you collaborate. And that's, that's the thing. It. It's a good, like, we are the crew for those projects yeah. a yeah. lot of the time. And mm-hmm. it's nice bringing friends into the picture. Yeah. It feels like all the people in all of our music videos are people I hang out with on weekends. And right on. we're friends with outside. So it's it's a nice It's a family dynamic. affair. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like, a, well, very reminiscent of what... Uh, you know, screw that we're super fun of Brockhampton. Uh, oh, yeah, like they're that's, awesome. Those are of, you know, of, you know, of just like everything to an extent Community. being in-house, right? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I think that's the, to be honest, I feel like there, we're definitely not alone in that approach yeah. and that Brockhampton are doing it. And there's so many, yeah. that's the way to do it these days. Yeah. In a super saturated world of lots of content, why not just get together and make the best stuff that you can all mutually make. Mutually you all make, benefit. Yeah. It's more and fun, too. It's more fun, and yeah, you're going to end up liking the product more, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Collaboration's Hate always better. product. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, exactly. Um, just creating your art, right? Exactly. At the end yeah, of the exactly. day. Um, so you briefly mentioned that uh, Max was also on top of the Faster Interactions video. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Q, because we, we spoke a lot about chat, um, kind mm-hmm. of being the introduction. Um, and then it was earlier this year um, that Q came out mm-hmm. and um, sonically very different. Um, a lot of kind of changes, um, a lot more new ideas, um, which is always very exciting. Um, but I can also imagine, um, you know, given that chat was a project that you guys have had out for, I guess, like a year and a half ish prior to Q. Even like two years now, yeah. I yeah. think. Um, crazy. Yeah. Right there's I I can only imagine or I'm curious to know if there was this this kind of like feeling or like a bit of hesitancy to to put out or or work with new ideas or new sounds. Totally. Um, so what what was that kind of like going or or when Q was in in production? Um, where were you guys kind of heads at as as the product or product yeah. as the art as the project was it's all about together. product here. Yeah. <laughs> we're just moving product. Just yeah. moving <laughs> bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're in our product bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like, okay, so I feel like chat, it's funny, like the writing process with a lot of these songs um, takes a, a bit of time, I'd say. Like they, the songs evolve and... Well, some are more apparent than others, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is um, by the time like chat was being released, right? those songs are already like a like half a year, a year more old. And so there's like three years, like, so like those songs are done and then you start working on new shit. Right. And And even then some of the new stuff is old stuff. Yes, exactly. So it's Mm. like, I guess what I'm saying is like, we just, our tastes have just changed. We're digging into different music. Right. We're not really, I, I don't think there's really much of a thought process in, 
in what it's going to be. It's just like what's being made, you know? Okay. I think, so in terms of like a through line from chat, like, yeah, I think we were aware when we were putting it all together, we're like, okay, this doesn't really, this doesn't sound like chat, but I think we're okay with that um, because it, it's just true to what we're making. Right. Um, I mean, there's still definitely like a certain level of like, thought that goes throughout the like stringing together of songs mostly mm-hmm. because f- on a personal level i always imagined these like we would have two eps right 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 as kind of like a companion thing or that like sort of became mm, like yeah. more apparent as we were going through the process it and, sort like, of revealed of, itself a bit. yeah like some of the songs exist from the same time like intimate sunsets one of our oldest songs Right, wow. Um, and we have recorded that song more than, I think, any other song that we've ever made. Right. And, like, so many of the versions just didn't come out because we didn't feel good about it at the time. Like, it right. didn't feel like the right version of... It felt better about the song than the way we recorded it. Right, 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 right. So yeah, understood. it took a while for us to, like, like a version that we actually made. But that was, like, I think one of the early centerpieces for the next EP. It was kind of like, all right, this is an old idea that we have that feels like the right time to... Mm-hmm. To put it out, it still makes sense, and it's like if we don't put this out now, it's never gonna make sense. Yeah, mm. and that's wild. Like that, that involves a lot of foresight and like patience, right? Is to like think of yeah. like when the right time to drop something is, especially when like you're excited about it. A hundred percent. And I mean, to be honest, I the thing I feel good about in Cued, and I I am excited Q? for or Q, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, just I mean moving record. forward. I, I feel good about it is because we have saved some things for the album. Right. The thing that's coming next. So it's, I think there is a, the one thing that we do maybe have going is that we do think I am definitely a certified overthinker mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of those things that I'm happy about it in that process. Like we have held off on those songs and it feels good. And yeah. some of our older, even older songs might be on the album. Yeah. Um, but that's like you you hope people will understand that album better in the context of the bigger picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the hope with that EP. Right. And that like once the album's out it'll all make sense. You'll you'll get where we were going with that and it'll be a bigger picture thing with the album. Bigger picture. That's the intention, I guess. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh given the uh the length of time you guys have been creating, what advice would you give to like struggling artists or people struggling with the art? Mm. Cuz a lot of times, you know, that kind of that comes in like all, you know, we spoke about, we really spoke about that in this term in the context of tree planting, but for yeah. artists of like all kinds, that 100% is a thing, physical or mental battles along the way. Um, you know, some people really believe in the, I mean, understandably, you know, this like the idea of like a creative block happening, right? Mm-hmm. Is like very much a, something that, that transcends. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So how is it that you guys cope and how would you or what advice or how would you kind of express or share with someone things that they could potentially do to, to get through or cope in those situations? Um, do you have some? Well, yeah, I was going to say like maybe, um, I think getting, surrounding yourself with like, like-minded people right. who are also equally excited by creating things, Yep, I think is great. Like having that support system is great. Having, uh, yeah, community that are, of people that are also trying to do a similar thing and you can lean on each other when you're like, Oh man, this is fucking crazy. Why am I doing this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nah, man, like you're doing it cause it's fun. And like, you know, like just like br- bring you back down to yeah. earth kind of thing. Yeah. 
Um, cause yeah, no, it definitely can be every, you know, when you think about it sometimes it can, it can be a bit daunting like the, well, just like as a pursuit, right? Yep. But, as a pursuit period. Yeah. Um, but I think you really have to, the best way to do it, I'd say is like, you just have to check, like check in with yourself and make sure you're just like still enjoying it mm-hmm. and doing it because you enjoy it. Right. Because if yeah. you want to, like, if you want to make money or something, I don't know if this is, like, the easiest way to do it. No. But, like, <laughs> no. Yeah. But, like, the reason I'm, like, the reason I am still playing music is, like, for whatever reason, I asked my parents to, like, I, like, begged for a year to, like, buy, it, for them to buy me a drum kit. And yep. they finally gave in because I was, like, just bothering them about it. <laughs> and, uh... And I just like doing that. And like, I would get like, you get lost in just like playing music. Just playing it, yeah. And there's like, there's, I just, I guess there's no other um, thing in my life that I can do that I get that lost in. Mm. That is like that, that fun. Um, And so I'm just going to, like, the way I see it, it's like, I'm just going to keep doing it until. that's no longer the case. Yeah. And hopefully it won't be, but Right, of course. Yeah, just like so I guess do it because you want to do it. Don't right. do it for any other reason and you're probably at some point going to have to like work and make money obviously and mm-hmm. like pay rent and shit. <laughs> but Live, yeah. Not yeah. probably you. <laughs> you're lucky if you don't. Yeah. I'm jealous if you don't. Oh have yeah. To do yeah, that. no, but there are there are some people that have like some situations that can do that and that's great. Um but yeah, no, I guess what I'm getting at is like you're going to, as long as you maintain that, the balance and I think having like working is makes you like for me, splitting my time between doing music and like working a part time job has made me appreciate music more and yeah. it, it makes me want to work harder too because you're aware of how little time in like a week you have to actually do to it. like do it. So yeah, so yeah, that was like a long winded answer to that. But no, for sure. I think I would just roundabout say yeah do it for just remember at the moments that it doesn't feel as appealing and you're questioning why you're doing it right that just try and remind yourself that you're doing it because you enjoy it and if you aren't enjoying it ask yourself that question yeah. you know because there's really no point in like pushing something that you don't believe in an industry that's saturated with people um yeah i'm with duncan it's like Everyone else is doing their grind. You know, we're not, like, alone in any of that. But um, it's definitely, like, the thing that brought me to making music was not money or something. And I haven't seen enough money to (laughs) to really believe that that's, like, the thing that's going to keep me going. That's right. Um, Yeah. That would be the best way to say it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, To kind of round round that question, I, I think something that I saw very recently is, like, you know, especially in like creative ruts or just, you know, doing, pursuing anything creative. Something worth reminding yourself is that like, you don't always have to be producing. It's like, okay to like not, you know, it's also okay to make bad stuff. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't have to come out, you know, that's right. That's right. Um, It's like important to make bad stuff. You're going to make more bad stuff than good stuff. Yeah. At least in our experience. And yeah, for real, that's like, it's a big thing for the two of us as well is like thinking about something and being hesitant to share, but you know, it's just very important to kind of remember that and keep it moving. Absolutely, you know? for sure. Um, 
Well, we've pretty much kind of reached the the end of like our more question questions. Uh, so we always kind of end with like a, a couple of fun segments here. So we're going to jump into our uh, first one, which is called Soup It Up, unofficially sponsored by Campbell's Soup, where we, uh, <laughs> where we essentially share something that's made us salty in like the past week or oh, month. Oh, I love this. Or, uh, or something, you know, that's kind that's of... That's amazing. Just, that's the saltiest soup for sure. It really mm. is the saltiest soup. That's right. Even the 50% less salt soups are still Shuts salty. Shuts out to sodium. That's right. Shuts out to sodium. Shuts out to our unofficial yeah. sponsor. Campbell's soup. So as always, we get Nivek to start this one off for us. Nivek, man, what has made you salty in the very recent past? You know, a few days ago, I was taking a dump at work, <laughs> as you should all do. Right. You do, yeah. Of course, and you got it. The door was not locked because the door was, the lock was broken. And there was a big sign on there saying, please knock before you come in. And I was mid shit. And this girl Wait, that How far with, is the door from the toilet? Were you not like capable of like arms reach away? That's meter, the worst. Meter and a half. Oh damn. We don't have wingspan like that. You don't that. have that kind of arms, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so this uh this girl walks in on me and she sees my dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> and after um the laughter that she she spews, she immediately runs out of the bathroom and she tells everybody, Oh, Navek, saw him shit, very tiny dick and balls. <laughs> I was like, uh, first of all, how dare you you assault me like this. <laughs> yeah. you, you gotta knock. You have to knock. You know. It's just, it's embarrassing to. Uh, everyone's been walked know. in on. That's right. No one loves that feeling. Right? Yeah. yeah. You guys right. have all been walked in on, right? It happened to me yesterday. No. <laughs> it's funny that it happened to you too. I'm salty about it too. <laughs> yeah, shout out sodium. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, just knock and also. Just read signs, right? Just it's okay to be proud of your body. That's right. That's true, especially in a private place like a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're very body posy right now. Yeah, Yeah. body positivity Um, always, always, always. Let people live. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys have something you'd like to share? I feel like I never bring the salt. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just like punch a lot of holes. You got no salt in life? Yeah, maybe. Um, But yeah, please, guys, share. Um, If there has been, you know. Um, No, it's yeah, I mean, no one wants to lay the sodium on too thick. That's right. Actually present. That's Maybe right. you guys can talk about the racial discrimination you guys received going into music industry. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, like I'm I'm widely accepted, but you guys, I'm like worried. Times you know? have been tough. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, if anything, uh, I just gotta say, you know, there's a reason why we keep it quiet over here. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I'll leave that there. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I. Maybe I can ask you guys. You know. Uh, um, yeah. Something that we obviously love about you and I. I can imagine something that you guys are always present about is like, um, we all know people who are like, uh, so like quote unquote industry without being industry. Yeah. And it's just like, all right guys, let's just take a break here. What is perhaps being one of your most like, uh, like ridiculous experiences dealing with people, a part of the industry or not a part of the industry, you know, um, who are some of the characters that you've come across? Yeah. You don't know, no need to name names if you don't feel like it, of course. Well, I feel like there will always be people who, I I can't say that we've had, because we keep it pretty independent for mm-hmm. the most part. We haven't had like a ton of, you know, quote unquote like horrible industry experiences. That's good. That's I good. mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like you're kind of trying to navigate those at all times. Right. But if you keep it lighthearted enough, people just understand that you're not going to be that person that you can like pull that kind of stuff on because it's like it yeah. reads as a business spiel, and if you're if your band doesn't look like the business spiel band, that's right. You laying that on, you actually kind of look worse. You look like a dummy. Yeah. So it's like 
I I feel like we've been trying to work that in our favor and just trying to keep the positivity, like yeah. keep it lighthearted on our end. But we're real business smart, business right? Right. You know, oh, it's we're like, so business. <laughs> we're savvy. Hey, listen, I we're like I really need to. I need well, to. Well, I just mean it where it's like we're we're not gonna let you know that, but. We're low key stuff. Hey man, so, I believe say we're Fortune, uh, <laughs> Fortune 500. Yeah, Fortune two hundred. You know, Fortune twenty five hundred of bands. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> sitting on yeah, just yeah, absolutely crazy like stuff. Twenty three hundred or something. Yeah, I just gotta, I gotta come a hundred percent cool with you guys. I uh, for those who don't know, uh, you guys got some placement in like a Sun Life financial ad. Oh, yes. I saw that on TV oh. for the first time while watching a Raptors game. Yeah. Uh, and I like lost my shit. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa this yeah, is nuts. No, that, we got a lot of messages about that. Yeah, I can only imagine. And that's just you guys doing Fortune 2500 shit. Man. <laughs> Last thing, that's the behind the scenes. That's, that's the shit, like, shit like that's like the, the best part of that is like family. Oh. Then family being like, okay, I can stop bothering him. Right. That's what I was talking about. About, about that, but it's like, okay, like that was just like a spot, but you think it's like a yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. thing. That's but right. like, let's just keep it. At let's that. just keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just like keep yeah. nodding our heads and be like, yeah, you know, we yeah. Financial institution believes in us, mom. So that's that's a, might as well. It's a big deal. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I would <laughs> yeah. appreciate a loan from oh, you too, mom. Yeah, please. <laughs> and that, that, that was uh, thanks. Thanks to them for for that though. <laughs> yeah, great. Super kind yeah. of. Uh, yeah, I remember freaking out a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely got way more play than we were told it was going to, and expected it to so that was yeah. nice yeah it actually well they were initially like yeah it's it's gonna get shown in regional quebec or something <laughs> something yeah. along those lines it's like gonna be shown deep most quebec like, it might be shown like a little bit in ontario La and, Salle. Like, regional quebec. Yeah. yeah like we're like okay sounds good like, yeah what's the bag yeah what's yeah. the bag is the real freaking question we scored the bag and then there's no mention of the toronto raptors or anything yeah, exactly. and then it was like the oh. raptors are killing it this season that's right like they're yeah. actually in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, this song's in the commercial. That's so right. Worked out nicely. It's a great. Shout out to Sun Life Financial. Well, we'd love to work with you again. <laughs> That's a yeah. Think yeah. about it, man. You you think Toronto Raptors, Sun Life Financial sponsorship, jaunt right there, man. We'll yeah. sell out. Third tier. That's the let it be known here. It's the Holy Trinity. Oh, sorry. The episode, and then we'll you can out. wedge Drake in there somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, that's we great, love man. The six. That's right. Yeah. The the six. six. Oh yes. Six six six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's the end yeah. of our Super Up segment, and cool. we got our last segment here. Uh, this one's unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne because this one's called Three Pete, nice. uh, where we ask you three questions, all in <laughs> sets of threes. Um, I'm gonna stop saying that it's rapid fire because it's not rapid fire. Take as much time as you need to answer them. Um, but treat it like it's rapid. Yeah, treat it like it's rapid fire if you need to. Um, but we're just gonna <laughs> if you need to, if you need to, because uh, post production, right? We can just make oh, it yeah. sound like oh, it's I rapid need fire. Oh, I crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So first question here: uh, three of your most memorable live shows. Uh, Lauren Hill at Metropolis Boom. in Montreal. Boom. Um, wow, that's nuts. Yeah. You go. Uh, <laughs> I'm to think of another. Neil Young solo <laughs> at Massey Hall. Holy cow. That was pretty crazy. Um, What's a show you guys have been to together? Maybe that can be your third ooh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Oh, um, We've seen ooh. some good shows together yeah. for sure. Oh, probably like... Um, show Me the Body was sick. Whoa. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that one. That's a good one. Were you, they uh, open for King Cruel, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah and that, that was show. that I show. Saw guy at that okay, show, yeah, yeah, we were both there together. That was a nice shared wow. experience. But I just heard Show Me the Body, like, not 
that long before, and their live show was great. Yeah, it was mental. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just so down. It was like, yeah. I was, I'm like, these guys are fucking smashing it. Yeah. They've got like a distorted banjo and they're making it work. Yeah, it was nuts. It was super um, cool. Oh, yeah. were you there? I was. I actually ran it, ran into Pat there. Yeah. I remember oh, that. True, 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 yeah, true, true. Super speak. funny. That was yeah. a good show. That was a very good show. Um, Yeah, that, uh, James Blake at Metropolis, which oh, man. was really sick. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I got to see him. Uh, did you see him when he came to Massey Hall last? No, I, I wasn't around. That was a really good one. Um, I've seen him too. He's exceptional. Yeah, exceptional. Uh, um, a show I'm sure would have been a top three for me, but it got canceled. D'Angelo, if you're listening to this. Oh, man. He knows, he, he, he was you broke my heart. Um, just letting yeah. you know. Um, I still love you, but that's how it, that's how it is. I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, I, So... I've been, I'm like a big D'Angelo fan and I've been wanting to, I'd never seen him live though. And the this last underground artist D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You heard him yet. Yeah. So he, he, he played, he, he played Toronto ages ago before like Black Messiah came out. Right. Like this is like, and then Black Messiah came out and he was touring and shit. Um, I wasn't able to see him and then I just like told myself, oh yeah. Okay. So this is what happened. So I wanted to, re- I really wanted to. Or, okay, Prince was coming to town, playing the Sony Center. And I'm like, I remember telling myself, I'm like, oh, this, this ticket's too expensive. I'll, I'll go next time. Yeah. I, <sighs> like, kicked myself. Time. Like, he, yeah, he passed, Damn. like, not same long boat, after that. Wow. And I was just like, okay, I can't. After that, I'm like, okay, if, if an artist I want to see is playing, I just, I'm going to go. It's going to get more expensive, too, as, as, as time, time progresses. I don't know what my logic was. Right. But, so, I'm like, okay, D'Angelo just announced a European tour. Fuck it, I'm gonna go to Europe. Yeah. Wow. So I booked a ticket. Um, he was. I found the London show was already sold out. Right. So he was playing a show. I think in Sw- yeah, it was in Switzerland. Oh my. In like gosh. a really small venue, because like you know it's Switzerland or whatever. <laughs> so, but it was like he would. He was. It was like a D'Angelo show for like a 200 cap room or something. That it would have been crazy. very intimate. Wow. And I'm like, this is, I this is it. That small. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, so fucking, I was, yeah, jazz. I was so jazzed. And so <laughs> I went Tell over and I jazz. was in, I was in London for a bit hanging out. And then I woke up one morning, got this automated email. It's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Show at, at the venue has been postponed to like no. June or something. And that was like six months later. And I just, I was like, shaking i was like i can't believe no came over here. so that would have been a top show i'm sure because right. i've been dying to see him but he canceled on me so i didn't get him mm. and i planned that whole fucking trip wow so that really is heartbreaking my god yeah how about you guys I mean, that, that guy's That's got like a, a top show for yeah. you yeah yeah nivik man talk to talk Any? to saw fabulous in uh 2009 <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was gonna say damn i saw biggie when he first came yeah. to uh, toronto i was uh nine ninety four yes yeah i gotta i gotta think about that i gotta remember um, that's the thing i feel like i've been yeah. to enough shows that i i like grand memories aren't as many yeah but okay. the neil young one stands out because that was a moment frank ocean at Oh, uh, way home. Yeah, that's right on. Oh, oh, that, that's the w- that's the only reason. Like that's why I went. I'm like, uh, he never plays, right? So, that's right. and especially not in Toronto or whatever. Oh yeah, right, Toronto area. Um, so I went, and that was very. It was very strange. It was a very strange show. Yeah, I can only. But imagine. it was really. 
just crazy just to see him because he's like this. Um, I don't know. He's he's a bit of like a. He's a ghost or something. He right? is, man. Yeah. He's like uh, he. Yeah. If if I'm to share a very similar kind of like sad sad story, uh, similar to your Daniel story, yeah. I was supposed to see Frank Ocean at maybe like the fourth. I don't know. Maybe like let's say it's like. One of the early uh, OVO fests, because uh, this yeah. was like the, one of the first year that Drake decided to do Make It Two Day, and the first day of the two days was supposed to be Frank Ocean and James Blake. And when I when he announced that, I was like, Dunzo. Yeah, yeah. I, like, absolutely. I, I don't even I didn't even care to buy the second day. Yeah, I yeah. just bought the day to see James Blake and Frank Ocean, um, and that was like my first. That was the first time ever that like I sat at a computer like thirty minutes before tickets open because I'm like, I it's like waiting. Yeah, I, this has to happen. Um, because, I mean, one, seeing Frank Ocean was important to me, but I was like, and James Blake in the same day is like, mm. this is never going to happen Undeniable. Again. Exactly. So about, I got the ticket. It was very exciting. And then a month before, uh, this big email went out that Frank Ocean ruptured a vocal cord and was going to do surgery. So he couldn't do it yeah. anymore. Um, but what was like weird was that anyone who bought a, a, only the ticket to the day one, um, I don't even know how they did this, but like, I guess... No, I really don't know how they did this because I got to go on like the main day because they're basically like James, wow. James Blake is going to open. We're going to reschedule because James Blake can still do it. We're, he's just going to be added to the opening mm. lineup of the main I day. I forgot that was the thing that James Blake was just like randomly on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The pairing with Frank Ocean makes way more so sense. So much sense. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, he was just there. And um, very similarly to, to uh, well, I guess what you were kind of saying when you, uh, when you went yeah. to the Molson Amphitheater to see the show, I, it was so strange because it was like me and maybe like what felt like 30 other people like standing up and just like taking in this like wizardry that yeah. is yeah. James Blake. Yeah. Live Especially loops, at all LPO Fest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was like very, almost like a little sad because one, mm. um, I think James Blake's music is like very much made for like uh, closed spaces for like everything to like. And not a chatty verbal. crowd. Yeah. And, and like you're crowd. an, if you're an opener for OVO Fest, it doesn't even matter if you're Cardi B. Yeah. You're going to have a, well, maybe Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But I, you get uh, what I'm yeah, saying? It's like saying, you're yeah. going to have a chatty crowd because yeah. people are ultimately there for like the main mm-hmm. attraction was, which is like Drake with like 30 features throughout exactly. the set. It's like exactly. a, a musical chairs of who's he going to bring out. Yeah. Precisely. Know? Exactly. So that one, that was a bit, I mean, one, I was excited to see James Blake. It was my first time seeing James Blake. But two, I was like, I wasn't satisfied uh, mm. that it was like outdoors, yeah, yeah. that this crowd didn't care about him. And he's sort of weird. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot of artists that, that sh- I don't want to say shouldn't play outdoor or like festivals, but mm. yeah, it is. Uh, we well, got to know where your music best hits. That's right. It's like yeah. sometimes taking the bag is the wrong decision. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Um, and maybe a year later, I got to see him at the Mod Club and then at Massey Hall. And both of those experiences were like... Crazy. Yeah. Phenomenal. I heard that Massey Hall show was amazing. It was It was nuts. Yeah, he had this like... Yeah. I saw him at and the stage Danforth, design was really cool. And it was amazing. Danforth, yeah. Yeah, same. Um, but Massey Hall is like... Like life-changing crazy. venue. Yeah, yeah that's oh, right. Yo, uh, speaking of Massey Hall, I uh, saw Andy Schauff there recently and that was super right. dope. Yeah, I think we were all, we all, yeah, yeah, all yeah, just yeah. saw Pat yeah, yeah. yeah also saw Pat Nick. that's yeah. super funny so crazy he shows up like, the upper row that's Massey right Hall. the upper rows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had strings he had like uh, clarinets he made math jokes it was pretty funny yeah uh, it was just like the music was uh, yeah, Creech so you must have been in heaven with the math jokes oh man yeah 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 that's right <laughs> you Someone, don't get those a lot these days like, I'm sure uh, Andy Shoff just like very risque but he's just like oh like you guys have any questions and the crowd, like, at first is, like, hesitant, and then they just start shouting stuff. So one guy's like, what's five plus five? And Andy Shaw's like, uh, 
No. Ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said something, some, something silly. Like um, an hour later. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He's just like, oh, I think the answer is, yeah. Very, very uh, dry sense of humor. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, memorable shows. Um, definitely James Blake always memorable. Um, yeah. Got to see Sampha the last time he was in Toronto. Cool. Where, where was he playing? Um, he did the Mod Club as well. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's that's crazy. I'm, that, that was like, because he was like, Blowing up, right? yeah, same, yeah, same deal. He did the Drake too, that's like right. literally like wow. a year before, like really? crazy small. Yeah, the Drake often like gets people before, well, like, like Sample was on all those like subtract songs yep, he or did, whatever. He did that so I mean, like yeah. if yeah. you if you were like really wanting to go find Sample stuff, like you could go see that guy for like a minute before mm. he put out a solo album. That's right, that's and right. He put out the solo album, and everyone's like, oh yeah, Sampa. yeah. Because even that uh, was it. I can't remember the name of the EP. Was a duo. Duel, maybe? But yeah. even that EP, just like, yeah, such big... Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, big waves. So those guys, definitely, definitely memorable. But yeah, so so many to kind of list off. Shouts out to Sampa. On the on the amphitheater tip, it just um, it reminded me. I just wanted to say this because it was a, just a genuinely a crazy lineup. Yeah. Um, it was Kanye graduation oh, tour. Oh, shit. Was so it the glow in the dark one? Was it that no, one when he had the... It was before that. Well, no, they were that definitely at the amphitheater. Yeah, no, they're yeah. giving out those like fucking I blinder, like yeah, 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 the blinder glasses. blinder glasses or whatever. But it was Wait, loop. You went to that tour. Yeah, I went to the sh- I went to that show. Wow. I had a bunch of friends that went to the graduation tour. But it was really it was jealous. I didn't go to Lupe that. Fiasco yeah. opening up for NERD, opening up for Rihanna. Oh my! Opening up god. for Kanye. Oh my god! Like no, everything crazy, about it is insane. Yeah. Just like you, t- you like you say that now, and you're like, what? Uh, like I saw the Yeezus tour and I thought that was awesome. Right. I remember being like, that was one of the first concerts I could have ever gone to. And I had a couple friends that went to the graduation tour and were like, it was amazing. Like, well, just like a little crazy. like grade eight me. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I was yeah, loving it. Damn. Yeah. I'm jealous. Throw your hands up. In <laughs> <the> sky, <laughs> yeah. Wow. With the, everyone with the glasses on Still too. Still a yeah. jam. Yeah. Shutter can, shades you can, everywhere. No one can see anything. 18,000 <laughs> shutter <laughs> shades going nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He didn't allow <laughs> cameras. Sure th- oh, wow. So there was this, uh, there was this camera check-in oh station. Oh, my gosh. So it was, just, it was just like chaos. So I remember leaving and there was just a mountain of cameras. Wow. And people would be like, Okay, here's my number. It's two thousand four hundred. <laughs> and then there's someone there looking through like all these little Sony cameras. Oh yeah, my god, Kanye man. But yeah, sounds that's like Kojak hell. Yeah. you know, yeah. Kojak hell for sure. How about you, man? Memorable. Oh. You you saw ASAP Yams oh, like yeah. DJ. That's okay. wow. gonna be crazy. Yeah, that was kind of something I talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah, Super I saw memorable. him and like that's an iconic moment. So yeah, because yeah. he didn't. You're he was part of Black that, Boys. So. And then I guess they kind of DJ. He talked some shit, which is what I was there for. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of went to it like last minute. Like I just any saw it on DJ Twitter. Side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm there to yeah. hear the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just there for him talking shit. And I saw like maybe like two hours on Twitter. Like, yeah, I'm in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull up or whatever. So I grabbed like a few friends and we went over there. And yeah, he had like a Leafs jersey and like some Adidas slides. <laughs> and I knew it was time, you know. And he just played a lot of. Um, this is pre Gucci slides. Yeah. Pre then. Yeah. Pre then. <laughs> Remember, he played a lot of songs that, you know, weren't popping, but were, like, about to blow right at that moment. Isn't that what he's, like, known for? Oh, man. He's known for blowing. thing, yeah. Yeah, for basically uh, putting on a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, that, I remember that night just because right when that wrapped, I was, like, I was waiting for, like, a bus or something, and then I met Sean Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just said, what up, yeah, 
I was I was a child, so I was like, yo, I, lo- I like your stuff. It's amazing. It's so it's Canada, right? Yeah. And uh, he was like, he's so nice. He was, yeah, man. Good people. Yeah, yeah. He's a super nice dude. What a lovely guy. But yeah, I feel like I'll remember that just because the following January is when he when he passed. Wow. Yeah. True. So, yeah. yeah. My goodness. Uh, this maybe isn't legacy s- is still felt though. Goes That's right. Saying oh, yeah. without mm-hmm. a doubt, they're keeping ASAPians alive. Oh yeah. Um, maybe not as memorable, but uh, one kind of like hilarious show that Navek and I went to is we we kind of got coerced into seeing uh, Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi. Wow. Oh my god, yeah. that was probably a fucking amazing. It was it was at Rebel, Yo, which is like Playboy way too many Cardi people. Is, Rebel, yeah, wow. Like we love Playboy yeah. Cardi in this house. Get oh, Dialect gets played all the time. Yeah, man, that he, uh, shit's amazing. It's wow. like that. So one, yeah, I think super good. we were definitely more stoked for. At least I'll speak for myself. Definitely more stoked for Cardi. It was just like very. But both yeah. good energy. They're very both good really energy. good performers. That's was right. that good? All right, tell me everything. So it was one <laughs> Rebels is like a little too many people. A little too many people for me. Uh, well, to isn't be that like, where every hip hop show is now? Yeah, Sadly, unfortunately. Like, yeah. They're booking a lot of like. It's, it's like booking I have never been to Rebels. Like weird, is it like the Sound Academy? It's massive, man. It's like. But is it like the Sound not Academy? At all. Not at no. all. It's uh, like way bigger. Than it's that. like feels like a casino or something. Literally feels like a casino. Like all of the like Instagram videos you see. They look crazy. There's lights like. Yeah, all those Instagram videos you see of like so Drake, like, like Blue Man in a club. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, like some Cirque du Soleil shit. Like yeah, it's super, super it's big. It's a club. Like it feels like a club. Absolutely. I think I honestly think the cap is probably like twenty five hundred people, maybe three grand. It's like it's massive, man. It that feels is so really big. big. It feels yeah. so big. Well, because I mean, Massey Hall's like somewhere around there. From yeah, perspective, exactly. But that's like theater space. That's yeah. right. Exactly. So okay, it was right. super packed. Yeah. Um, we ended up meeting like a lot of other people. So that was kind of cool to like be in this like very intense mosh pit with like people that we knew. But like in a split second, like I didn't see Navek. Like 100% were split up. He ended up yeah. being at like the very front. I was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, the Cardi set was like super like, man, it was amazing. Like you didn't hear anything but like 808 for like 808 just like kick drums for like 40 minutes um he was like dumb smacked out of his mind i don't think an actual word came out of his Uh mouth it was just a crowd no i think there were a lot of ad-libs going you know yeah a lot of just i'm pretty sure he's like 90 percent ad-libs yeah that's right just like he does ad-libs better than anyone that's why i like him important question how do you explain playboy card to your friends as someone who like okay the the term like mumble rap is mm. something that I find like really contentious because I'm like, there are people who do that, but like also almost like form like a new form of English. Yeah. <laughs> me no, me but knees, in man. like, it, it's like knees. a like this weird, like, f- it's just their own. Like someone yeah. like Young Thug and like Playboy Cardi. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I could listen to you do ad libs more than I could listen to like mf doom wax lyrical for like hours right. it's almost like less like it's not less mind-numbing right 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 right. or it's more mind-numbing more in a mind weird numbing, way but, but still it's pleasurable like, so it's okay. but it's like i love it yeah yeah, yeah. i could listen to you do this for days right. playboy cardi i don't even sounds... need a therapist anymore right? <laughs> yeah. you just cardi need playboy cardi <laughs> asmr cardi. playboy cardi's voice just going like <laughs> what yeah. <laughs> over and over again uh playboy cardi sounds like uh <laughs> when like water hits like a windshield that's it's just like okay but you know what like, uh, shout out to pure born yeah. because pure born is oh, yeah. yeah he makes the it pure, happen like the playboy cardi master oh man i exactly. really love them they're amazing yeah no kidding so that was really great 
then there was like an hour and a half. Of, it felt like almost like two hours of like waiting for Lil Uzi. Whoa, really? But there was like this like Whoa. big break in the middle where DJ Drama was like did like a DJ set. Because he's his manager, right? I guess so. I don't really know yeah, too much DJ, about it. But. He's Lil Uzi Vert's manager, he's and that's, manager, yeah. he hates him. Okay, wow. He hates <laughs> DJ Drama. This is the T. I didn't know this at all. Oh, um, I, I follow. I <laughs> keep it up. Yeah. So he was there, and then it was like a mini concert in the middle. So like Murder Beats came and like started playing his songs, he's and then. Canadian. And then Baca came, and then Killy uh, came, and then here's the funniest that's thing. That's crazy. crazy. No, no. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah they Baca came, came Killy came and played that's Kilimanjaro. Funny. Whoa, then such a like diverse group of people yeah. too. This is it's where not it, like Killy and Baca hang out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They, I mean, maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe they do. Um, I, yeah, I say. <laughs> Shout out to Killy and Baca. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then right. here's here's what I think the funniest thing is is that um, DJ Drama starts playing Controla, and people start to get like a little bit excited but then we hear we find out that it's the Tory Lanez version and the crowd immediately is just like like, super upset (laughs) and I think what's super funny is that DJ Drama is like he like spins the spins the track maybe maybe but I guess what's even funnier is that right after that he like spins a track and then he starts playing uh, Diego by Tory Lanez, and then Tory Lanez comes out, and then the crowd's all of a sudden really excited. Whoa. Maybe they're like, "Oh, we like this." Show sounds we crazy. It was weird. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, I don't even know if wow. anyone anyone else showed up. I feel like maybe, but no. I think well, I mean, were, at that point, you've already had like... six people show up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even bringing out DJ Drama for the like mid DJ set yeah. would have been like, all right, we brought out like uh, mixtape icon DJ. Drama, yeah. like that would probably be enough for like at least six heads. In That's the what audience, I'm saying. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his set was great, man. Like he played all of like he played like a bunch of like late registration Kanye. He played the he played Swag Surf, which was like amazing to like do with Swag yeah. Surf in his crowd. Uh, but then after all of this was like a 45 minute wait for Uzi to come out, and at this point everyone was just too tired to like. Oh yeah, yeah. No, around. no one wants to be at a show for no. more than. Two hours. Yeah, that's right. So like Uzi yeah. did not do an encore because the set was super long. And by the time his last song, I've never seen people dip a venue so quick. It was like at wow. least one like thirty, and people are like, "Yeah, it's time to go." And what sucks? You're 30. in the middle of nowhere too. And you've been you're on like Cherry, like yeah, like Cherry Street or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. You're like yeah, in facts. the in the docks. That's right. You're drenched in your own sweat, and, and now you can't even get home. You can't even get home. Yeah, there's exactly. some weird eighty-five dollars to get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the weird paint bus. Yeah, and the paint bus paid. that's like been like <laughs> it's like it hasn't been running for three hours. Like it's just like send two buses. Yeah. Like on nights of the concerts, yeah. there, just send two buses. You know, you're gonna exactly. get your fare. Also, real quick, uh, you mentioned Lauren Hill. Yes. Ooh, oh, she yeah. took on time or forty five minutes. Uh, it was actually like yeah on the on the Isn't spectrum. It was pretty good. It was like forty five minutes. Forty five minutes late. It's pretty. Post. It was pretty good. It was actually. Um, I think there was like a lot of people were just like really, um, getting like you could feel the energy in the room getting more and more tense. Right. To the point that I was I was like, um, like maybe twenty thirty people back from the front, and then. These people in front of me got in a fight. Oh my gosh! But it actually worked out great <laughs> because security pulled them out. And there was this pocket. Oh, hit the pocket, hit man! The pocket. Find the pocket. And then I was like fifth back or wow, something. Wow! Wow! So wow. thank Finesse. you for taking your time, Lauren. Because certified finesse or Duncan Hood. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, she she took t- she took some time. Yeah. I I've heard like, aren't there some crazy like? Oh man, Robert Glasper just spilled the tea on her. Big time. Yeah. Well, oh, like please. in a way that he, anyway, I'm, 
there's like interviews. I'm not gonna break this down for you, but uh, yeah, he like. But here I break it. The down. question was like, in a, it's an open ended question. No one was like asking. He had not been talking about Lauren Hill prior to this. It wasn't like, hey Robert Glasper, come bash Lauren. Yeah, Hill. yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like, who's an artist that you've worked with that was like difficult to work with, and like maybe like, work past their bridges or something, and without thinking and he's like not the kind of guy to go like yeah. do this he's like lauren hill wow like he's just like it's been since 2008 he's been waiting to say it that's he's thing been waiting it's been for that question he, he mentioned since 2008 wow that's the thing it's like you can tell this guy's been holding off and he's Dang, like all right wow. now's time that like enough people are upset at lauren hill that i can now say this because like even like three years ago you would say this and be like Name, like, a diva who doesn't, like, takes their time or, like, do, you know, like, there's lots of great performers who have historically been maybe a little more difficult. Yeah. But, like, the product that they offer is exceptional. Well, that's the thing. But that's the thing. It's, like, Lauryn Hill, supposedly, to everyone who I've seen who's seen her is, like, It's always worth the Oh, I've heard it's inconsistent. Oh, okay. Well, I... You think it's worth the someone who's seen it, so... Well, like, when when I saw it, I was, like, I was fine with it. Because it was just like a crazy show. Right. And she was like, it felt like she was pouring herself out. Yeah, crazy, man. Cool. I can only imagine. He said that uh, she stole music. Whoa. Yeah, that no, he said thing. like a lot of stuff. It's actually a really juicy interview. Dang. And it's funny because like, it's like 40 minutes into a like hour plus long interview. And like, no one is looking for the first 40 minutes. Cause <laughs> it's like, as much as you love Robert Glasper, it's like the man's not looking to like yeah. spill the tea. Yeah, he's a very lovable. It's like low key. Even the guy in the interview is like, "Whoa, didn't expect this to suddenly become like the juiciest shit on the he planet." He got so hard like, thinking about his stock going up as like a well, journalist. He's just like, like, dang, I got him. Chasing is like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, long story short, he starts like just going in. Dang, it's kind of wow, like I, that I respect it. First comment on YouTube is just like 40 minutes in. This is where Robin yeah. No, that's what I was getting at. It's like for everyone who doesn't <laughs> want to deal with the rest of this, just hop to this. <laughs> 40 minutes. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Damn. Wow. But yeah. no, I mean, she took her time, but it was great. And yeah. that's the thing. I, I respect the fact that she does it differently every time, which is like... <laughs> sometimes it's hours, sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes. No, but I mean, even the music. Oh, it's right, like, right, right, apparently right. she like will hire a band in like the city that she's playing in. Oh, She'll have like cool. brought a band into the city to like play with her and then like be doing rehearsals for her next band in that city. Wow. Like in Japan. Like, she'll be in Japan and be, like, hiring musicians to play, potentially, the show in Japan That's while cool. the session musicians that she already brought out are, like, in Japan with her <laughs> waiting. Crazy. Like, crazy shit like that. Yeah. That anyway. is kind of wild. Shouts uh, out to Lauren. Shouts out to Lauren. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Shout Second question. Shout out to Glasper, Shout out to Glasper for Love speaking, speaking chords, of chords for sure. days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very underrated project to do with Kate Trinata. That's a little sidebar I'll throw in there. The boy knows. Yeah. The boy knows for sure. Okay, three of your favorite places to eat. Drop them. Oh, goddamn! You can say you can say right. burrito boys. It's okay, man. No, no, no. Pam's roti. Ooh. I'm a huge advocate for Pam's. Okay, a little blur staple. It moved recently, but they've been getting a lot so of business since the move. It's been great. Okay, yeah. On a similarly close tip, uh, goes without saying, Jerk King. Okay, Jerk King. Toronto Institution. Pat O'Brien, the island I, man. Yeah, no, I just, uh, both those, once Pam's came back, I really, I haven't gone back. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> there's two at least. I'll think on this for a minute. Okay. Oh, well, there's island foods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we're going, yeah, entirely on that Always way. Always Bakery. That's in Park too. Yeah. yeah. Also um, good. 
I guess we like roti here. Yeah, hey, that's great, man. Yeah, we like Portuguese chicken, the rooster. Oh, nice. Hanmoto. You know, Han what? Moto. we were just talking about Hanmoto <laughs> yesterday. That place is pretty good yeah. when you're banging. Twisted. <laughs> oh, mm. shit. Hanmoto is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their food is science, man. Um, yeah. Oh, um, Loga's Corner is Loga good for, is, yeah. for momos. For momos, that's right. I love momos. Yeah. Um, there's this place called Dosa Mahal that actually just had a kitchen fire, so it's been closed for a Damn. while. Kitchen fire. Which sucks, man. but it's a really good spot. It's near Lansdowne. Okay. On Bloor. It's great. This is a really good neighborhood for food. Nazareth. Man, yeah. You guys got them on lock. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is in the neighborhood. You just walk by them. It's like, it's. This is the neighborhood. Yeah, to this me. is the neighborhood. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. I think right that's there. a good list right there. Okay. Last question for you guys here. Three people, and you guys can do three each, or you can do this collectively. Three people who hold you guys down and support you unconditionally. Um, you guys. Max yeah. Parr. Oh, Max yes. Parr. Max Parr. That guy yes. has been very good to us in all stages of yep. us as musicians, so I'm definitely going to say that. I love that man. Uh, can go with the family on a mm-hmm. personal level, you know. Yep. Even when they don't support you unconditionally, we'll act like they do. That's right. <laughs> yes. And I love That's my major. family for it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, my family's big. Can, yeah. Take I'll try to fill too. in this gap. Um... Well, we're going with six, right? Or are we yeah, going sure. Six? Just lay them out, you know? Just lay them all out. That's okay. You can stop at five if you want, you know? Just stop when I want. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, uh, Alex, yeah, yeah. Alex in Bad Bad has yeah. been just a very positive uh, person in the music community here. Right on. And he's just always sort of just like, he's always like cheering, cheering on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, the su- he's like the sweetest guy. So that's one I can think of. Yeah, he's someone that I've uh, I've always something that has always made me quite happy is uh, to the sh- to the shows that I have been able to see you guys at. He's always someone that I, I see lurking around. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, always lovely to see just other people from yeah, the city you're creating wanting to support. Right? Yeah, there's just a really nice community of of uh, of like people making things yeah. in the city, and everyone supports each other. And yeah. And it's awesome. Everyone's, it's like what I was talking about earlier. It's just like people are trying to, you know, boost each other up. Yeah. Make each other feel, feel like it's, they should keep, keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Let's go Uber inclusive on our last one. It's the overall Toronto music scene. Oh, lame. Hey, you know what? Shouts out to positivity. Shouts out to (laughs) inclusive. That was an easy answer. Yeah. And Duncan, you know what? I'm here for it. And it's Duncan, okay. Boom, there you go. That's an easy solution. We all need that's to it. be better and support each other. M- music so communities, yeah. Music around. communities, just that's yeah, that's a good. That's just a good thing. Good, like, good one. It's important to have music communities because um, without them, we don't have Any music community at all. That's right. Communities, yeah. communities all around. Very important. Yeah. You're right. Because uh, I think, particularly in this case, you know, we wouldn't get John, and that's like a, a wild yeah. and very kind of beautiful thing. That's true. Episode that's 52. Cool. And we wouldn't have met you, you know. Oh, man. That's, that's right. Saying. That's right. We Gotta have that community. That's right. Bring that's it all right. back. Yeah. Bring you it. know, shout out to love. You know, I love seeing love. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love love. I was at a wedding the other day. I was like, I love this love. <laughs> like, I love seeing this love. And everybody's like, true. I respect that love, too. And, you know, I'm feeling this love right now. And six is 
Six is just all love. love. Six is all about the love. Right? So much love. So love much. capital. That's right. Love, love capital of the world. Love capital Toronto, Ontario. Of the world. I mean, the six. Love capital synonymous. You know, right. Scarborough. It's not the murder capital of <laughs> Canada. It's the love. Yeah, I think capital. that's like Winnipeg or Prince. Grossly or misunderstood. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, guys, this has been amazing. This is episode oh. 52. Oh, for my Lord. Um, we've had a lot of really good laughs, a lot of great insight from you guys. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, generally speaking, you know, we're just excited to, to see what's coming with this album, what's more, what more we can kind of get out of Q. Um, very quickly, plug it, man. Where can people find the stuff? They can find it everywhere. Hey. Wherever you stream music, you just search a John. It's on Spotify. Boom. Boom. It's on the dark web. Mm. It's on <laughs> Silk iTunes. Road. <laughs> yeah, we've got it on Silk Road. We got it on Silk Road too. Oh shit! It's a uh, no. It's it's literally anywhere you'd like to consume it. We've got it for you. Jaunt is for the people. That's right. By uh, the we've people. got a website. You can search Jaunt the band. You'll find us yes. in a number of capacities. Probably more than you wanted. Actually, <laughs> yeah. you just pick what feels right. And, we're not, and we're there. That's right. And we're not Jaunt VR. Yes, yeah, we're, we're fighting for internet space. Right you know now. what, though, we will be pairing with John VR in the future. <laughs> in the <near> future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This um, next album. We're not. We're not looking to shut down any opportunities. John is about the people and the capital. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We're we're about the music. Um, about the music, yeah. And that's our that's and the our bag. And yeah, the we're about the bag. Fucking bag. The fucking bag over. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to the bag. Send me one of them industrial construction bags for yes. when you demo a house and you got to pull out all that shit in a dump truck. That's what kind of bag yeah, I we want. We need a big bag. <laughs> um, for real though, we're so excited yeah. to to see what comes next and to to kind of support you in uh, in everything that you guys do. Um, you know, we very recently saw you guys uh, out doing some work in the field with uh, a couple former guests on the show, Will Studios. You oh, know, yeah. a couple of those guys are really exciting. So we're excited boys. to uh, we're excited to see what comes of that. I'm excited well. for them too. They're yeah. they've got like yeah, awesome stuff on the horizon. We're really big fans of them. Oh yeah, so that was it's great. Very people just exciting Man. on that level. So for many us the too. sweetest, nicest. People. Yeah, we could we could go on for days. You know, yeah. um, one other group i'll drop your money phone those boys are yo really oh, shouts out to enoch, enoch shouts out to david yeah, shouts yeah. out to jonah even oh, though yeah. jonah's not in the phone i love that boy. jonah yeah, not yeah. in the phone yeah special guy no um, great crew great yeah that crew. yeah they're doing great stuff i'm i'm glad they're finally putting music out yeah a couple of us used to work at north of brooklyn pizza together. oh really that's our, that's our origin so wow Shouts out to North of Brooklyn. Shouts out to Brooklyn. I hate you. Shouts out to him. <laughs> Add that to the list of dirty jobs. Yeah. In there. Um, That's our first Toronto beef. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Well, lots of good projects coming out. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Great time. Great time to be making some music. Boys, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having us. It's episode 52. As always, I'm Chris. A.K.A. Chris, a.k.a. not Chris, a.k.a. the Thumb Hemingway, a.k.a. Mr. Date Your Girl with you, a.k.a. Bash Me Outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, a.k.a. Lil Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little. I'm with Nivek. It's Nivek, a.k.a. Nivek, a.k.a. Mr. Rump to Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away, a.k.a. Tukok Shapur, a.k.a. Nivek Get the Bag, a.k.a. Uh, see Me Outside Right Now, a.k.a. I Live Outside, a.k.a. Low Couch. That's it. <laughs> it's always